1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
0: <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze.
2: Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, happy Thursday. Happy NFL Christmas. Happy NFL schedule release day. If you're like me, you were there for the leak early. Checking your team, and I'm going, okay, the Jets are going to lose this game. We're going to lose here. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. Oh, boy, this is going to be tough, but Adam Gates is going to get fired, which is kind of how I went all the way through. kind of That was my whole thing. Boy, we're going to have a better team than we had last year, and we're going to win less games, and Adam Gase is going to be fired, and we're going to get Jim Harbaugh. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Nicely
5: done. Yeah, Lions, Giants to open the season for the Bears. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. That's, about, that's about
2: as soft as an opening as you could possibly have.
5: And then on the road in Atlanta, then uh, Captain Phillips. I mean, Phillip. Uh, come on, I, I just want to call him that forever. Oh, yeah, that's, that's okay. okay. I'm going to do captain a Phillip. fan art thing where he's on a boat. He's Captain that, Phillip. That'll like work. Like Tom Hanks.
2: He's uh, the and then Week now. five,
5: buddy, uh, Tom Brady and the, his band of merry men visit Soldier Field. So there you go.
2: I everybody today did the same thing, right? This is one of those great days where, you know, sometimes big stories come out and, you know, if you're an NBA fan, you can't wait for a story. But if you're not an NBA fan, you don't really care. Or, you know, here's a big story in Major League Baseball. But, you know, what? I'm not a baseball fan. But NFL Schedule Day, everybody is on social media, everybody's checking. Look, NFL Network's big schedule show going on. Everybody wants to see what happened. Where's my team? Even though you know the games, you know who you're playing. See there's something about seeing the schedule in front of you with times and, and days. You go, Okay, well maybe this is how we can go here and I maybe we get out of these first couple of games at two and two and then we can go on a run right here. There's just something about seeing the games and how they lay out.
5: Well, it's a big deal. I mean when you talk about it from a gambling perspective, you're gonna start seeing massive monies start flowing in based on, you know, those groupings of games, right? Where teams maybe get out to a, a great start or you get those two or three game series where it's a bunch of travel and would be playoff teams. So yeah, today was a huge Huge uh, moment! I was talking to our guy Bernie Fratto, does straight out of Vegas on on Saturdays here on Fox Sports Radio. You're saying also the you know over under maximums tenfold today. So you Mm -hmm. only were able to go maybe three hundred was max before today. Now we're talking three grand. Now we're talking money gets to flow in big big ways. See,
2: but here's the thing: is that I really was. Thinking that would be the go the other way because we may not have these games like the NFL if they have to wait to have more on that coming up in in later on this hour because I firmly believe after the news today the NFL is starting mid-October. I don't know that they're going to just say okay we're going to push the week one games now or week one in mid-October or they're just going to say okay we're starting with the week you know, with the week six games, and that's going to be it because those are games that people have bought tickets for, and everything else. So now week six really is week one, and then the first five weeks are just tacked on to the end of the schedule. So teams aren't starting with three games on the road, or here's a really tough start. Okay, well wait a minute, now this team can kind of ease into the schedule a bit and say, you know, your Bears, you know, what 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 did the Bears schedule look like week six and week seven? You know, maybe that's where hey, think we're starting out much tougher, and so that that soft underbelly of the Lions and the Giants doesn't hit until the end of the season. Maybe those teams are better by then. I really thought it would be more difficult to bet because I think that's how the NFL is going to do it if they have to postpone for coronaviruses. Hey, people have bought their tickets. They've made plans of of what when they're going to go we're going to say if we if, if week six is this is where we go, we're going to start with the week six games so that 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 kind of surprised me a little bit yeah
5: I mean the the potential is there I mean there's good I can only imagine remember we made a lot of fun uh, about Matt Nagy's draft wall right where it looked like something where he was going to crack a case All you needed was a little uh, cigarillo, a fedora, and a flask sitting Mm -hmm. next to him. And it was straight (laughs) out of a 40s or 50s, you know, crime television event, right? Like a little cereal. Uh, But one of the things that, as the curiosity of this being released today, was that you get week one, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, right? So... That was my curiosity when the the schedule was dropping. Of, okay, what does week one look like? Because we normally get all these big marquee games that go up on the board. And we've got a few of them, right? A, a few that that stand out, and most notably that, that New Orleans-Tampa game that and Dallas at the Rams that you normally wouldn't – I didn't think in this scenario, if you were going to have to make any shuffling, that you wouldn't commit those to week one and then have them become – all right, they're now, you know, in the middle
2: of the season or week six or whatever it becomes. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. So what are some of the big takeaways throughout the show tonight? We'll tell you all the big things you need to know coming off of the NFL schedule release. And the, the first thing is this. We get, to, we get to one of the big games coming up already, I can tell. There could be a winner go home game for a team. Uh, Is that I was really surprised the NFL allowed teams to leak the schedule on social media before the show went on tonight. I really am surprised they allowed him to do it a half hour before because everybody did it. You know, during well, and the day, many yes, of them
5: far more, far earlier than a half hour.
2: Exactly, exactly. Like, normally you get a couple of games sometimes. Hey, early in the day, you, we find out that uh, the Jets are playing the Bills week one because that was something that got leaked way before, right? Yep. Like Manish made a friend of the show. Hey, Jets play at the Bills week one. I know that. All right. And that's normally something that we get over the course of the day. A couple of teams have their week one games that wind up getting out. But I am really surprised the NFL, because they love to seize the moment when you have a whole three-hour show on this that you want people to watch, you are okay with letting the schedule go out on social media early when you control all this because, let's face it, are you watching the, the show? Do you really feel you have to watch the show if you know what's coming out? It's like the NCAA tournament. Do you need to watch a selection show if you know the teams that are playing, if you know where your team is playing already? Let's say the NCAA selection show is set for 6 o'clock on a Sunday night. Everybody watches, right? Everybody, that's where you see it. But let's say individual schools were allowed to put out what their first round game was you know, like a half hour before. Is anybody feeling I got to sit and watch the tournament? No, they're okay. Well, I got what I need. We're playing Thursday night uh, in the West region against Arizona State. All right, that's our first game. and I was really surprised at that. I, I, I You know, the NFL, usually they know how to win. They know how to win over a, a time slot. like this is a big day. And the fact they let teams tweet them out before, that, that surprised me. And I, I don't know what the NFL's real end game was for that, but that really shocked me. I would
5: tell you this. They knew they were going to win anyway. Between ESPN and NFL Network and our colleagues at Fox, I mean, there are specials all over. You want a breakdown of, of – the, each team's schedule and how this looks, young players coming in and the ebb and flow of a schedule, uh, there's going to be no shortage of people looking for it, just like the draft a couple weeks ago. I mean, you're just trying to find that information, get yourself excited. You can't Maybe you book travel plans, right? Right now, I mean, if you wanted to book a, and be optimistic and, and get after it, you can get some really low, low fares. I was looking at Chicago in the middle of the summer, and it was like – 180 bucks round trip from out here in Los Angeles yeah, where you but, and I, but did, I mean, did.
2: it's tough that, that you're talking about rolling the dice. Can we really fly then? Is it going to be okay? Or are we going to, I mean, well, I know I mean, we're, we're opening are, up the country, but is that going to happen? Already. Yeah,
5: no, they planes are. are flying. but I mean, and it's you, an individual choice, but the, but my point being that if you were deciding based on a game that you wanted to go and, and book them, I mean, some folks are still going to do it. They're going to say, you know what I want to get ready for, and that's how they get themselves fired up. This is their we, we joke about it being a Christmas day, but it is right. We knew the opponents. Now it's the destinations and when those all flow in. And especially once you look at that big
2: uh, Death Star that's been built in Las Vegas. When's mm-hmm. your team going there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, look, there, there, there's so many interesting things for this. I'm just surprised the NFL didn't try to put more of a stranglehold on it uh, than they did because you want you want people to watch a show. Right, like I said, I, I don't know the impetus to watch the show if you if you allow it to go out before. I, it, it really surprises me. Ah, but look, you're still I, getting the football analysis. You're probably
5: you're bringing in the experts from each team. No, I
2: understand what the show is going to look like.
5: No, <laughs> I just but don't I'm saying, I'm saying fans are enough. still
2: going to eat that up. Uh, not as many now. If you already know something, why are you going to watch something? If you already, are, how, how often, this is why people don't watch games that, that, that are on tape. That, you know, that you watch it live or you find out on, so you, you find it on the internet who won and you watch the highlights. It just doesn't happen that way. We're just not wired that way. Okay, I already know something, so now I'm going to go watch a show where you're not going to tell me anything I don't already know or I can't get online. Here's our schedule. Here's how difficult it is. Or here's how easy it is. Here's where our games are. I mean, I get it. Oh, but you want to see the primetime games? All right, well, the primetime games are all there. I can see who's playing where. I, I just, In a three-hour show, you want to kind of roll things out and, and control it. and And usually the NFL does a good job at controlling things. That's, that's just it
5: just, how just the world a just a different world, I think, that they're you know? still assuming that you don't have anything else to do <laughs> on this Thursday, and you're going to sit down and watch. <laughs> right? Now, Bring out enough of the coaches, the GMs, cycle in a couple of players. I know Derwin James was part of the coverage today, so I mean, you got you got guys mixing in, and here's some interviews with people you don't normally get. Right? Yeah, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick breaking down what what he was expecting from Jared Stidham. I mean, oh, really yeah. Oh, sure. Lot. You know, sure. not not a lot of things that you would, would expect uh, him to give you any big leaps or anything. But <laughs> it's still Bill Belichick. And for folks in Boston, this first post Brady year, you know, there's there's still every time he's going to speak. You want to see who gets after him. Right. If do they ask him a question that gets him to scoff, put up the hood and start glaring. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you never know what the reactions are going to be.
2: Well, speak, I'm glad you said reactions because there's already one game that has my, my attention more than any other because of the stakes. Mm, stakes. Mm-hmm. And you can say, wow, really one game on a prime time schedule? 100 Look, as we've seen the past few years, when something happens in the NFL, it's a big deal. When something happens in the NFL during a nationally televised game, it is twice as big a deal as it was because it happens on national television. It's the only game. The importance of a quarterback's three touchdown performance or his three interception performance is blown up. And suddenly that's a narrative that takes over this quarterback is either red hot and we believe in him or man three picks we got to look to make a change anything that happens in prime time is exacerbated and right or wrong you can argue that, but perception is reality. So if, if you have a night where your rookie quarterback throws four touchdowns on a Monday night, guess what? Hey, everything is great, you're loving life, and things move forward for you. But if it's four interceptions and you lose 41 to 3, suddenly, boy, that's a tailspin for you. You have a short week coming back and and who knows how you can get back after being worked on the bright lights. And I already see that game on the schedule. I already see that game coming. Right down the tunnel. It doesn't matter if the tunnel is at midnight and the lights are off and my eyeballs have been pecked out by a crow. Wow. If the Texans lose opening night at the Chiefs, this is a horrendous opener for Houston. Horrendous. They got to play at the defending champions on Thursday night, and all the Texans have done in the offseason is get worse. Right. You lose one of the top two wide receivers in the NFL, and you bring in a running back who is injury-plagued, and you're playing against the defending champs. The chorus of people who want to fire bill o'brien is extremely loud nobody trusts him he has no more goodwill in houston because he clearly doesn't know how to manage a football team you can't keep giving away your most talented players and not getting enough back for them if you want to give them away okay but you got to get more for them but you see what's happening here is what happened to chip kelly now i'm gonna do things my way i'm gonna trade away the guys that are problems what happened oh i traded away all the good players now i'm getting fired if the texans get boat raced opening night And the Chiefs win this game 31-7, 38-14. I don't know that Bill O'Brien is going to be able to come back from that. No matter what happens, because it's going to be a Thursday night game, and it's all we're going to talk about leading up to that game. How big? It's almost like it's a must-win for Bill O'Brien because what's going to happen if they lose and lose big is he won't be able to overcome it. It's going to be we still can't beat the best teams as you know. Nice a run as we have, look at the way we lost the Chiefs. We're not going to make it. And if Bill O'Brien struggles the first half of the season, he may not make it out of week six, week seven because you want Deshaun Watson to be happy. I mean, that is already, it looks like a must-win game. And it's opening night just because of the pressure Bill O'Brien put on himself. This is not anybody else, but it's Bill O'Brien putting it on himself by saying, I want to trade all these players. That's almost like a must-win game for him, which is insane, but that's what it looks like.
5: At home right now, off Fox Bet, they are 10.5-point dogs week one. Mm. Or no, mm. that, that, is a, uh, that is a road game. They, they coded it incorrectly in there. It didn't seem right that they were playing uh, at home. Uh, my my apologies. That's for that. okay. Just apologize. No, well, that's you right. know what? I, I read it off of you know what the the email that they'd put out, and someone didn't put an at sign. Uh, but at Kansas City, ten and a half is is the point spread mm. on the road. Now they did bring in Brandon Cooks, uh, so you've got him. You got Randall Cobb, and that's the big question. You bring in David Johnson to go with Duke mm-hmm. Johnson. So Johnson and Johnson in the backfield. Uh yeah, that, that's a big question mark, right? Deshaun Watson doesn't have his old reliable any
2: longer, and the Chiefs got better.
5: <laughs> They're yeah, the defending
2: champs. I mean, really? And yeah, they got I, better. It, Houston, you're like, you're not doing me any favors. Because granted, it's no away game, and you say, okay, we're going to lose this one, so you feel like you have nothing to lose. If this comes up during the regular season, that's the way it comes up. But the first game? Monday night, when that it's going to be Bill O'Brien stinks, and he's never going to win anybody over. Just because I know how the reaction is going to go. I know how people are going to – I know how the media is going to react. I know how fans are going to react. And it's going to be week one and already fans think the season is over. we got to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Uh, t- sometimes starts are a really big deal, and this is one of those cases. Well, but I look can't at believe their first anybody quarter. in Houston excited about that.
5: Yeah, look hmm. at their first quarter, Jason, at Kansas City, home against Baltimore, on the road at Pittsburgh – and then minnesota comes to town
2: yeah it's that's a really You're potentially tough first four. yeah yeah i mean look it's uh it's not something that it, you know i, I don't know that bill o'brien he might have wanted to wait until he saw the schedule before he decided to start trading away all his best players you, you want weeks 5 through 7 oh, this is a tough schedule hang on a second <laughs> yeah here you go week
5: week 5 you got jacksonville at home then on the road at tennessee and then home for green bay ahead of the bye he might be Ooh. fired at the bye week
2: yeah I uh, he, he really, uh, it could be one of those things where by the middle of the season, there's nothing we can do. We want to set some kind of good vibes for the rest of the year. And we have to go, we have to make a move and do something else. I mean, really that that's where you're set up right now. If you're the Texans, it's insane. Wow. Already a must win game. The first that. game of the season. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up, Jake Glazer stops by. He's got all the big news. All the, and I said, ah, you see what I did there? All the big news. Uh, all the big news you. surrounding the schedule release. Cam Newton could be happy playing in the NFL as a backup. Keep it right here. We continue to break down NFL Christmas next on Fox.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! We are live from the Geico Studios. Happy NFL Christmas, NFL holiday, NFL schedule release day. Yay. We got Jay Glazer coming up in a minute, going to talk all the big news today, the NFL. We now know where everybody's going to play, when they're going to play, how they're going to play, and how many games the Jets are going to lose, all these kind of crazy things. Uh, Jay Glazer, all tonight's guests, join us via the Discover Card hotline. Uh, get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations, they do apply. Uh, so before we get to Jay, listen, we, we, you know, we talked about the schedule a few minutes ago, and then the first big must-win game is really week one for the... Houston Texans, because of what would happen following a big loss. Because let's face it, Bill O'Brien put the bullseye on himself, and you know how much the importance everything gets amped up so much in the National Football League when something happens sure. on prime time or on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, there's I a mean, enough... schedule makers were not kind to Bill O'Brien. No, no, they weren't. They said, Oh, you want to start trading bad people? All right, we got to get you out. We're going to give you bad game. <laughs> we got to get somebody else in there, okay? You're ruining the Texans, so we're going to make wow. sure that you're out after we get that. What the now that's toughest, a hot take. One of the toughest <laughs> games we can give Bill O'Brien to get him out. He's ruining the Texans. Let's start off. Against They're doing Kansas great divisionally like, right, in great. the division every year, but here it is. This is the last straw. So, do we want to lighten it up after Week Four, Week Five? No, no. Give him the Give them the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Give them them in Week Six. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Come I out really of the bye. They've got at Jacksonville, at Cleveland, and then New England. Uh, but there's there another big game that uh, for uh, bigger reasons than just you know the teams playing is that we have a Christmas Day game, and not only yeah, do we have a we Christmas do. Day game, it's on a Friday. And we get Christmas Day games every couple of years, which happens. But now we're getting one on a Friday. And the NFL hasn't played on a Friday in 12 years it's going to be by the time this game comes around. Friday is such an odd day. 2009, the last time the NFL played on a Friday. Why are they playing on Christmas Day when clearly, okay, the day after Christmas you can play games on a Saturday like we normally do or have a normal day on Sunday? Uh, this is the NFL saying, you know what, National Basketball Association, we're coming for Christmas Day. And because there's no reason why the NFL would play a game on Christmas Day, why would you? First of all, nobody likes to play on Christmas Day. Usually, when Christmas Day comes, it's a full, it's a Sunday. The NFL says our whole slate is coming on a Saturday. We're not going to play on Christmas Day, but we had a Christmas Day game with the Vikings and the Saints. And this is not just, you know, this is not a Titans Jaguars. You know, this is Vikings Saints. This is a lot of points. This is a lot of fun. This is maybe the end of Drew Brees' career. How many more games? What if the Saints aren't good? And this is the end. And this is maybe the one of the last times you get to see drew Brees play this is a big deal and and you know as much as the nba has owned christmas day this is something that's pretty shocking and i'm wondering if this is the nfl so you know what let's put out this test balloon it's a friday Let's put out a game. Let's see. Let's see what the ratings look like. Let's see if we destroy the NBA on Christmas Day, and then we're going to play on Christmas Day. We'll play a game or two, and it'll be like the new Thanksgiving Day where we play a couple of games that way. I wonder if that's really the motivation for the NFL, saying we're going to put a game on Christmas Day because Friday? I mean, NFL on a Friday? I mean, come on. I was in my 30s the last time they played on a Friday.
5: Oh, this is fantastic. I've always wondered why they ceded the day to the NBA I mean, you're the most – you're the juggernaut, and you've let them expand. And now they do five games on Christmas Day all the way through. You know, you basically wake up. You know, you go to very, very early services, or you get through the present opening or whatever you're doing on that Christmas morning, and then you turn on the TV and you're watching, you know, an NBA pregame show. Now, NFL, by all means, get back in there because this year, the way it's set up, they've got that Friday game, and then everything else is Sunday. Forget it. Go in and take that day. Make it your own. Yeah, Forget this gentleman's <laughs> agreement thing. There's
2: plenty of channels to pick this up. Fight! Yeah, I mean, look, and look nobody knows what the year's going to look like as far as schedule-wise. I got to think, you know, the NBA is playing the next season by then. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe they're not because the NFL could be saying we might be able to have a different kind of takeover on Christmas Day. Because if the NBA doesn't finish their season until September, are, when are they going to come back? Are they going to come back and start on Christmas Day? Or will they come back and start the beginning of January? That could... You know, that's another way for the NFL to open up and say, hey, let's put this game on Friday just in case. All right, we'll do it just in case. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who is celebrating his four-year anniversary. Direct quote from Twitter. Four years ago, I started a foundation in my living room to help ex-combat vets and ex-athletes to cope with the transition better. Today, we have our first ever official fundraiser to raise money to help empower even more. 8 Eastern, Vets and Players website and Instagram. It is NFL on Fox Insider, Jay Glazer. Jay, congratulations, man. Happy anniversary. Thank you, man.
7: <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, here we have our first fundraiser. It was an idea that I asked in my living room. Four and a half years ago. And I honestly, I can't believe it. I can't believe that we had a fundraiser on tonight. And the fundraiser involved people like Tony Gonzalez and Andrew Whitworth and Chris Angel and Dean Kane and and uh, Dan Quinn and John Schneider and the entire Seattle Seahawks and ATT. And it just went on and on and on. And, um, you know, our goal, because we're trying to hire some more veterans um, for our foundation so we can expand our goals to. Raise a hundred thousand, and I think we raised a hundred, and we're still going. And if you go to our website, vetsandplayers.org, where we have a bunch of auction items, including things like Come Train, Adam Breakup with me, Randy Couture, and Chuck Liddell. And um, I'm telling you, folks, go bid on it. It's worth getting punched by Chuck Liddell. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. You, you, uh, know what you guys like... should definitely bid on it. You two should definitely <laughs> bid on it. I'm telling you.
5: you. You want me to get beat up by Chuck Liddell is what you're no, saying, Jay. No,
7: I'm telling you, though, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's, it feels good. Sure, there's a little sting involved, but <laughs> it feels good for the most part. I mean, it's, it's like a it's like a buzz. You know, it's it's a
2: really cool buzz. Well, wait a minute now. Um, now, now wait—you got to tell me now. Are you hiring Brett Favre to come speak? Oh, is that too oh, soon? Oh no, let's too
7: not soon? let's not associate that with my foundation whatsoever. <laughs> no. our, today our books are open, thank God, and me, uh, every dime goes into hiring uh, uh, hiring our combat vets and ex-athletes so we can expand out. But we are—we've done some incredible things. Last night on our call, we had Dave Roberts, the manager of the uh, the the uh, Dodgers, on. Um, we had, we actually, um, started the call. There was a a suicide in the veteran community that, that rang true, that rang really hard on a lot of our cats. And, you know, fortunately for us, um, since joining MVP, not one of our members has, has attempted suicide when, you know, we've had about 60 to 70% of our members attempted before they met us. So it was, uh, it, you know, and I just kind of reminded these guys, listen, look how much, you know, how much you guys are crying right now. Look how sad you are. And the person who, who committed suicide, I can guarantee you, whatever afterlife you believe in, I can guarantee you he's sitting there right now. And he's not sitting there celebrating that you all are crying. He's sitting there right now going, oh, no, what did I do? I wish I had that back. And it's okay to forgive him. But that's why we don't do it, because you're able to see what the carnage is you leave behind. So our first choice in life is you choose life or death. You need to choose life. And our vets are going to really, our our MVP crew is going to be the one that that changes the narrative on suicide in this country. And and damn it, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I I will, uh, I don't know if I'm going to save the world, but I'm damn sure going to try and improve it.
2: You know, you say that, Jay, and I think of my aunt is a a psychologist and she deals with with people who come in and and, and are, you know, are suicidal and think about these things all the time. And she tells me the first thing she tells people is that if you do this, your family will never get over it. And Mm -hmm. that's something that always that that that's a big thing that that hits people that's like. Oh man. Okay, maybe I need to make another run at this, and then you know, hopefully right. they do it and they get better because it's hard to tell somebody going down the road. Oh, come on, stop. It's not worth. But when you say, if you do this, your family won't get over it. Okay, I yeah. care about my family. I really got to figure this out. So you know, you say yeah. that, and I, you know, my aunt's words were in my head the whole time.
7: Good. And I, I tell your aunt I love her and I appreciate what she does. And you know, the other pr- part is it's a harder time to live in because of social media. There's so much hate, and and there's hate, and the human condition. I think the human soul is not meant to see so much hate. Uh, but also we compare ourselves to everybody else's fraction of a second in life on Facebook or Instagram. We can, and, and, you know, suddenly when your life isn't good, you start questioning your own life. And then when you see somebody else take their own lives, commit suicide, and you see everybody celebrate more than them, you start to look at that like that's an acceptable option. And it's not because Facebook and Instagram isn't real. It's not our real lives. It's a fraction of a second snapshot. that's filtered. That's not what really happened in life. Vulnerability is real. Tears are real. The grind, the struggle, that's real. That's not shown on that. And, you know, for, for so many people, it's like the power of suggestion. They see it and they're like, well, I think my life sucks. And everybody's celebrating that person who just took their own lives. So why not me? And the reason why not you is because you're leaving us with stuff that's not fair to us. And, and you never know what lies around next Tuesday. You never know when you're going to save and empower somebody else's life. So stick around for us.
2: Jay Glazer doing great stuff. Check it out, vetsandplayers.org. That is at vetsandplayers.org for all the information you need there. And, again, congrats and happy anniversary. Appreciate it. Uh, now as Thank as, as we get you know as, as we get to the NFL obviously we're celebrating the NFL the schedule is out uh, any early thoughts you see with oh, the schedule I thought schedule?
7: you guys were going to lead off with my Roethlisberger. I thought you guys were going to
2: Oh I, mean, well, I, I it up
7: I, I think we yeah, no, so we'll get money. to that <laughs> Yeah are oh, you're working though I mean I haven't gotten so much hate since you guys put out my you know my my, my covid story and well I did whatever And man People hated you so much the they hated same, us. That's what happened. jagoffs that are lighting me up on Twitter from that are <laughs> lighting me up now on Ben and like. By the way, right. I I talked to Ben just today. Okay, today, yesterday was today? today. Today is, is today. Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Man, I you know what? I'm punchy. That the whole CP <laughs> thing is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're working That's hard. I mean, you did another
5: yeah. thing for the first responders I saw yesterday. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're working, man. It doesn't
7: stop. I know, I know. But, I yeah, I know. I just – memory issues are definitely real, I can tell you that.
2: All right, well, but then, I'm okay. I'm proud of my start. With, let's start with Roethlisberger then. Take us through the beginning and, you know, Roethlisberger's fitness, which no, was a big question.
7: no. So to- here's the thing. You know, someone asked me in The Athletic about, you know, hey, and, and it, you know, they asked me about something with Ben, and I think fitness. I'm like, hey, let's not use the term fitness with Roethl- Roethl- <laughs> yeah. because and I start going over his fitness, which is true. Nothing I said, by the way, was false. Right. A good offseason for Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> had been maybe a hot yoga session. I'll never forget, when he tell, you know, oh, I, did, I had a great offseason, did hot yoga. And then golf and beer. You know, that's pretty much a great offseason for him. But Ben's different. Like, Ben is, listen, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no taking that back. And, and, and I'm not saying he wasn't. He's not exactly Jack LaLanne, though. Let's be honest, people. And all the people who are ripping me over. Oh, you're getting on Ben. For, no. So Ben calls me. And, uh, well, I called him because his agent called me. And he's like, yeah, I think Ben's a set. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, haven't you seen him? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And I had no idea what he was talking about, Ryan Tolner. And like, well, you know, you're ripping Ben's fitness. I'm like, are we honestly having this conversation about me ripping Ben's fitness? And he's like, I'm like, wait, was he really upset? He's like, well, because people were thinking he's not rehabbing. I'm like, I never said he wasn't rehabbing. Who's talking about his rehab? He's rehabbing great. Like, he's actually, he is. And that's, I was making a joke in my athletic column, and then I was pumping up what him and Mike Tomlin have done, but someone had pulled it out again and said that I was saying Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> rehab consists of uh, yoga, beer, and golf, and that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was his past workouts off season <laughs> offseason have been – and listen, folks, if you come at me, I'm not going gonna, gonna to dig my heels in more. And I told that the to bed dude, like, dude, you got to be kidding me. But it wasn't fair, the reaction and how it was framed. Ben is, and he is, he's getting after it, and this is, and I told him, I'm proud of him that he's getting after so much rehab-wise. He is. He's working out. He wants to come back and play and be on a better level. Sometimes you have to have a big setback to, to get you to kind of kick-start you in some areas that you need improvement. And, yeah, fitness has never been his thing. Well, he always he's never, reported. He's, always gotten, he's gotten away with it. Right. Cause I' gotten away I, with it. You know, I've been out to but camp before, working, though, Jay. But everybody's killing me. Like I never said he wasn't rehabbing the, the <laughs> you know, the
2: elbow. He definitely is rehabbing the elbow, and not with yoga, golf, and beer. He's actually doing it real. Now, wait, no, when you actually got to talk to him, was he on the golf course? Hey, hang on, go guys, go on without no, me. No, i don't talk I don't to think Jake to I a club for a bit <laughs> But he was. But
7: I was. You know what, that Listen, I I I make fun of Ben all the time, and he makes fun of me. We we. It's a locker room. We get after each other, but he was honestly upset by this, which um, I, I'm, you know, and I, I credit him too that he called me back about it or that he reached out because he reached out. Um, and then we talked about it. As a man, you got an issue with somebody, you call him. That's why I called him. He called me back and we handled it and we hashed it out. And yeah, he is, and he's like, I am rehabbing. He's rehabbing his butt off. And I think it's the level that Steelers fans would want him to rehab. I, I know it is because. I've known Ben since, you know, for a long time. And Ben and I've had our had our things in the past. I, you know, Ben and I get after each other and sometimes I get a little a little trigger happy want to get after Ben. <laughs> and uh, I could tell when he's when he's passionate about something that he's definitely passionate about his rehab. So if you guys are going to tweet something out this time, you said <laughs> when I he, I talked to Ben Roethlisberger, and it's the first time I'm saying this. I talked to Ben today. He is definitely passionate about his rehab um and his, is you know my comments about him was more poking fun of him for what he's done in the past he's really getting after his rehab and good good for Steeler fans and good for him all so right, I hope I, you I, there. there you go hang on. yeah there I you go I made to I,
2: tonight hang on i talked to ben roethlisberger <laughs> today he is definitely passionate about his rehab and all my comments were making fun of his past efforts fun of his past.
7: No, no, no. Wait, wait. No, no. Wait. Wait, pa- no, no, past no, no, wait, wait workouts, delete, delete,
2: delete. delete, past
7: Years. No, 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 no. <laughs> Whatever I just said on <laughs> like, your show, delete, just delete. go back and freaking listen to <laughs> there it. There you go. You got to transcribe it. <laughs> just transcribe it exactly how I said it. Don't have your little your little Twitter guy over there, screw it up like he does for the rest of us. Make sure he gets it dead on or I will come to the studio and choke his ass out. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> now that I'm going to put out there.
5: <laughs> there you go. Well, it'll end up being uh, one oh of you guys. Goodness. Oh my uh, goodness! That, that was next level. I, that yeah, because a... I've been to Latrobe a bunch. I mean, Oof. Ben Ben usually came to camp. Uh, you know, not not quite ready for uh, week one, but that's okay. Uh, but to that end, a lot of folks wondering what happens with Cam Newton. I keep seeing people photoshopping uh, a Steelers hat. Lastly, you <laughs> know, what do you think of
7: him? No, I don't think that. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't, I... Because he really, truly would be a backup. I I don't know. I mean, again, it's kind of hard with Cam because he's just – these doctors want to – it's the same thing I've said for the last 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, The the medical field is very subjective in the NFL. They want to get their eyes on somebody who's got a foot and shoulder problem. So you're throwing and you're running. There has been injuries. You need your doctors to see them. And now if he's willing to take a league minimum deal like – Like, Jameis Winston, sure, but that's not what he's going to be asking for. So you really need to have your doctors put eyes on it. And that's where some of you guys will decide to wait.
2: You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. Follow him or he will come and choke your ass out doing great stuff. Vetsandplayers.org. Again, Vetsandplayers.org. Jay on Twitter, all your information, get right there. Jay, buddy, happy anniversary, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Love you all. You're the best, buddy. Be good.
4: Great stuff there from Jay Glazer.
2: And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying
0: should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. we do it live! Thanks to Jay Glaze for stopping by, telling us an incredible story <laughs> about Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to hear that coming up. Now, although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com giveback for info and eligibility so while we'll get back into the nfl at the top of the hour coming up in about eight minutes because if you really think the nfl's not going to begin middle of october well the schedule as you can see it tells me they are absolutely planning for that we'll get into that but every you know few weeks, we have a story like this where a big-time athlete needs to understand oh, I got to make sure my Twitter account is locked down because Giannis Kunpo today learned that lesson many different ways in which his Twitter account was hacked. Many horrible things were tweeted out, racial, racial overtones and undertones, and look, I, this is not anything I think that Giannis tweeted out. I would be incredibly shocked if this was him. This looked like something that was being hacked. It even had one tweet in the middle of it that said, I always wanted to play for the Warriors. So, uh, well, these folks want things- him to go play for the Warriors, saying it's a done deal <laughs> once he hits free agency. So, so there was a lot of that that was out there, and after that happened, all those tweets got scrubbed away. And his brother uh, put out a tweet saying, "Hey, Giannis is, is figuring out what happened here. We're investigating, and he'll be back on social media soon after this whole thing gets figured out." And you know, everybody learns that lesson. You kind of you kind of have to realize that if you log in and tweet from someplace, you got to make sure you're logged out, or someone's going to get into your account. Now he's not a big time tweeter. Giannis is not somebody that tweet you know all the time. He'll have have one every couple of days, so uh, this is going to be something I am not going to be surprised when we find out this. This was I was logged in here. I did this. Someone thought there were being something funny because it, it, all the stuff that went out today—that's not stuff you tweet out. That, oh, that, no, that's not something. No,
5: disgusting, uh, abhorrent uh, things. One after the the and another. Uh, his brother said, "Twitter, phone, email, and bank accounts all hacked." Folks, set up the the secondary verification. Right, as as much of a pain in the neck it is to get the the extra thing that goes to another email address or you've got to type in codes, you know, have the safety because then you know someone's trying to log into your account as opposed to what happened to Giannis here.
2: Hey, I learned that when Pat O'Brien started tweeting fun stuff from my account here at Fox Sports Radio a few years ago. You had many guys going after it. But I had to stop doing that. Uh, Big stories off the NFL schedule is next, Fox.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I hate that song.
2: Greetings and welcome inside hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! We are live from the Geico Studios, and it is the NFL's version of Christmas, schedule release day. And there's some big things to get to this hour on the show. We're going to break down the biggest games right away. What, what are the four or five biggest games on national television we're going to get? We already have a must win game week one because Bill O'Brien's going to have to win that game <laughs> against the Chiefs on Thursday or people are going to say we got to fire him now. That's just how it goes when you play a game on national television. All the importance gets amped up and with Bill O'Brien coming into a season where he's got no room for any failures you lose that first game to the Chiefs and suddenly it's going to be Bill O'Brien's got go they have a difficult schedule that could be the beginning of the end for O'Brien in Houston. But yeah, but who's firing him? He's uh, in control. Oh no, no, no. They, you remember remember Frankenstein when everybody showed up at the gates with the with the torches. That's kind of what it's going to be like well, I Houston. Mean, look, the mob was out for
5: him after that playoff failure. Now, when and you say wh- mob, you know, when asked, now, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. When you say mob, you have to meet like like a mob of people, right? You say mob, you make it sound like something else, and they, you know, I just want to make sure. Well, they might have been after him
5: too. The mob- <laughs> okay, the mob of people describes uh, me. Me, I raise my hand and say I, I led the charge here on Fox Sports Radio. I normally don't call for jobs, but he seemed like, uh, well, he did enough to deserve uh, being ousted uh, with a bunch of those failures, but. When asked if there was any change to structure, he goes, no, I like the way it is. Right, because you're in complete control. <laughs> it would really take a giant leap for them to suddenly come back and say, you know what, Bill, we're going to fire you from everything. Because what are you going to do, fire him as the coach but keep him in charge of personnel?
2: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but is we, you know, the best thing that, that Bill O'Brien could hope for, honestly, is that the NFL does start late. And judging by what we've seen tonight with the NFL schedule, I'm doubling down on what I told you the other day. The NFL is going to start mid-October. This, this whole NFL plan B that we can start mid-October if we have to, that we got about a week or, and a half ago, that is the NFL's plan A. All right. Now, now let me go back, and I'll, I'll give you a big piece of where the NFL is couching themselves for it. The NFL is not slowed down at all this offseason amidst the coronavirus pandemic, right? When free agency was open, nope, we're going to have free agency. Okay, we got free agency. Uh, The draft is coming. Boy, people don't want the draft when it's going on. They can't talk to players. They can't bring them in. They can't go to pro days. Nope, we are having the draft. The NFL had the draft. Schedule release. We really want to schedule release games. We don't, might not know we're going to happen. Nope. We are releasing the schedule. The NFL is not pausing for anything. Even in the face of, what if somebody gets sick, could we still have the NFL draft? If a GM gets sick or a coach gets sick? Nope. And we only have a couple of people that have coronavirus, which is shocking to me that that's the number, uh, we're moving forward. The NFL has not stopped for a second, but they put out about a week and a half ago, hey, we have a plan that we could start mid-October, play all the way through till the the end of February uh, no Pro Bowl and no bye week and we can have the Super Bowl the end of February why is the NFL putting out a plan B of what the season could be unless that's really plan A right because that's that's something that the NFL you, you can't get around it they have not paused for a second and now suddenly hey we have a we have a a plan B here in place if We have to move the season. Now, today, the NFL schedule comes out, and the NFL was, of course, asked about it. Hey, what about this? Can you move? And the NFL said, listen, we have some – contingencies in place if we have to move the first four games of the season or so and whether or not we move them to the end of the schedule which is probably what the NFL is going to do I don't think if they had to move till mid-October they would say all right we're just going to start week one no we'll take those first four weeks and we'll move that to the end of the schedule because people have bought plane tickets at that point and they're ready to go to games and bought tickets for games and if we're moving the first four we're sliding everything well that's going to be hectic and on our fans. So we would just start then with week five. And then the first four weeks would go at the end of the schedule and we'd go through Christmas into the new year and we'd play the, the super bowl at the end of February. But Roger Goodell, the NFL said, but we don't want to talk about that right now. They don't want to engage in hypotheticals. Hmm. Why would you even talk about it? If your plan, the entire time has been free agency, the draft, everything else, schedule, nothing. But they're putting this out there so when they do make the move, it's seamless, and it seems like it's part of their plan all along. Yeah, we're simply just going to slide the beginning of the season. Yep, we're all good to go. Wait, wait, there's no hecticness. We're not talking about bubble cities. We're not talking about playing in in cluster cities or anything, playing with, without, no, 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 we're good. We're going to start week five. The first four weeks of the season, we're going to wait. We're going to start in the middle of October. And that's an easy way for the NFL to say, "All right, look, we get past everything because they want to play with fans. They don't want to play games without fans. They're hoping that we can do that and we can play in the middle of October and have fans. And if it comes to it that we can't have fans, maybe we can have fans starting in early 2021, and that way we have the last four or five weeks of our schedule, we can actually have fans go and show up and play and, and show up to watch the game. So that's a big thing. The fact that the NFL still is putting it out there, they want us to know it, when there's no other reason for them to be thinking about planning for something that is not until September, tells me this is the NFL's big plan. And you want one more piece of evidence, Mike Harmon? I got it for you. Go ahead, hit me. If the NFL pushes their first four weeks away, right? They say, let's take the first four weeks, put them at the end of the schedule. All right. We say goodbye to the big opening night game between the Texans and the Chiefs, which is probably good for Bill O'Brien. They can play them later on in the season. Man, schedule.
5: if they could jump that whole four, first seven weeks, I mean, that'd mm-hmm. be good.
2: Oh, sure. If they, if they, hey, we, we'd like <laughs> for, to not play those games at all. For can them, we just play we, the other games? I, like we have to an op- option of shuffling up our schedule? I, I, I'd like to be able to do it. Uh, but if they did that and they moved to week five, what would be the Thursday night game? Maris. Week five. Against who? Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Oh, so the opening night game then would be Tom Brady in the Buccaneers' first scheduled primetime game. They play the maximum primetime games, as it should be, because the interest level in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Rob Gronkowski is off the hook, right? Everybody wants to see them. They're playing the maximum number of games possible. Their first primetime game is scheduled for week five. That is not a coincidence that the first time we could see the, pa- the, the Patriots, first time we could see the Buccaneers with Tom Brady play national TV is week five, which could really be week one, and that's the Thursday night game that the entire country gets. There's no coincidence that's sleuthing. the case. No coincidence that's the case. I'm telling you, the NFL, I would push all my chips to the middle and say it's really going to be week five. Week five is where they're going to start. They're going to take those first four games and tack them on the end of the season. Yeah,
5: because we certainly have, we have Brady against Breeze week one. So, huge divisional game. The two old quarterbacks, the old guards getting after it. Uh, and, you know, one that will be highly sought after on Fox for sure, but not in that prime window. Uh, But looking at and then you have Dallas, Los Angeles is the Sunday night game going to week one as you look at it. So when you break this down, I mean, obviously, they've got to have a bunch of contingency plans and and you don't want to spill them all out. Right. You don't want all the test balloons. Right. The Business Journal put out the mid-October one. So it would have been week six here. It moves it up a week. So that's good. Right? football a week sooner, uh, under your scenario. It, they didn't go heavy on the marquee games as they have in years past. There's a couple of them, as, as mentioned, those two in particular. But you got to have room in the model to wiggle, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- this certainly allows for that. And it was just a curiosity of how much you would see the out-of-conference games say up up front that you could lose, right? Much like we're talking with college football. Hey, let's uh, we we wouldn't need the non-conference, right? So if they don't play until October, we just lop off the directional schools. (laughs) and the i mean there's a couple of big games don't get me wrong right people at usc are excited that they get to get boat raced by alabama uh to start the season but for the most part it's it's warm-ups for your conference play so the theory is you lop off those first couple of games and you just start in in conference and roll from there likewise with the nfl If you're going to have to shuffle things, it was just a curiosity as to how much of those early games would be a tell. And pitting Brady against New Orleans, you're going to celebrate it whenever it comes, but that's certainly one you push to the front. Why? Because both guys are healthy to start the season. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee that if you move that uh, towards the back end and shuffle up and deal that it's there. That's that's the only counter, I guess, to it is a couple of the games in the first couple of weeks where you've got these big marquee events that would get pushed to. Look, we're going to celebrate all 256, unlike everybody's going to be on board with me this year, Smith. You're not going to be able to poo-poo that (laughs) at all because everybody's going to be thirsty for every one of those games. But moving it to
2: where it's now suddenly week 11... Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna move big games to move big games. You know, you're gonna to have to do that. You know that that's just that's just how it goes. Uh, I I I just I, I look at how are we gonna do this early? What's the best way to do this? And putting Tom Brady on early, we could take those big games, put them at the end. I mean, they'd be awesome. People are still gonna watch them because look, it's not like the NFL can sit here and say we only have so many big games. But let's take the biggest of our games and put that on, and that could start the real season. And this tells me, Mike Harmon, you're ready for. This? This tells me you want to get real conspiracy theory. This tells me Nick Foles is going to win the starting job because we're going to see Brady versus Nick Foles then. Because we're really. Oh, going to I see already Brady told you Trubisky? that was going to happen. Come on, I told you that That's was going to happen, happen
5: before this. Uh, before they declined the fifth year option, that was that was <laughs> done, uh, fait accompli, as it were. Like I like that the NFL's moving forward. You again, you know, there's a bunch of things on the wall for different dates and different recommendations by governors and through the federal government and being cognizant of medical personnel, as opposed to going and and hiding your head in the sand uh, as as other commissioners are or they keep throwing test balloon after test balloon and then having their lackeys go out and say, no, we never said that, that's not real, uh, once the wind blows back in their face. Right. Spitting in the wind comes back at you twice as hard as Lou Reed once famously. Uh, I don't know what you call it saying. Didn't, didn't Dr. Uh, D. David Schultz say that, too? Well, yeah, he did. Okay. No question about it. All right. Uh, after he slapped John Stossel a few <laughs> times upside the head. You think it's fake? Uh, but it's going to be uh, the the curiosity, right, of what the next couple of weeks entail. And I know everybody's concerned that come fall and winter round two or whatever it becomes going forward but you know what you still have to plan you still have to live you still got to go and get people back and the the motion for we're talking with jay glazer about mental health This past hour, right? And and talking about what he's doing with his merging vets and players. We're at that same point in society as well as those indicators getting people back into that positive frame of mind that there are still a lot
2: of good things to come. Twitter at how about a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Now we've been shining a light on what Lowe's has been doing in the community and now they're back doing more good. As many moms and grandmas are isolated as Mother's Day is approaching, Lowe's is buying a million dollars worth of floral baskets from small growers across the country and they're partnering with Uber to deliver Mother's Day baskets to more than 500 senior care facilities across the country. One of the recipients is Lowe's associate Miss Louise M who has worked as a customer greeter in Charlotte for the past four years. She's been staying safe in a care facility and was overjoyed when more than 400 flower baskets showed up for her and her fellow residents. It's just an incredible story of what Lowe's is doing to make for a special and memorable Mother's Day despite the circumstances. Uh, Great stuff Lowe's is doing. We're going to continue on here at Fox as we talk about the NFL schedule release. We will break down the biggest primetime games The four biggest primetime games coming up next. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Cleveland! And not on there. They are not on that list.
4: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios on NFL schedule release day. It is Christmas Day in the National Football League or whatever holiday you would like to make this. That is what we have right now in the NFL. The schedules came out. You spent some time looking at them, seeing your team and how well they shake out for the season. How much trouble they're in, Texans. Uh, you know, it's, it's always been a really, you know, fun day. And look, I'm more excited at the beginning of the Jets' schedule this year than I was last year because last year I knew it was going to be bad. You know, last year I knew if we don't win the opening game against the Bills, it's going to get really bad because we're going to lose all these other games we have. We got the Patriots. We have really tough games. And sure enough, that's what happened. They blew the game against the Bills. And by the time the schedule lightened up, they were eliminated from the playoffs. And that was it. And so I, I like the fact the schedule's a little bit easier to start. I always like the tougher games at the end. But, you know, you never know until you get on the field. Um, but as we all take a look at our, our individual team schedules, we spend a lot of time, obviously, on the primetime games. Thursday night, mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday night games. So here's what I have right now. The best of the primetime games ranked. It right? is the best of the primetime games that are ranked. Uh, the top four games that we are going to have right now on paper all season long. Are you ready? Sure. Here are the top four games. And I'm going to start with week three, Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champs and the Baltimore Ravens. The interest level in this game is going to be through the roof with Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Can the Ravens win this game? They were supposed to win it last year. They didn't. This game will be absolutely titanic, and I'm, I'm not going to doubt that this will go down as the highest-rated Monday night game of the year. Week three, Kansas City-Baltimore.
5: Okay, how about week two, Raiders home opener with Drew Brees and the Saints coming to town? especially yeah. with everything swirling about Derek Carr keeping his job. That, and we get to see the Death Star from the inside.
2: Yeah, that'll be fun. No, I, I think that'll be great. I think, but, you know, really, I, mean, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to push the needle as much as here's Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the game that's going to be hyped I, for I, the first I three weeks of the season. I wasn't trying to suggest it yeah. ranked there. I was oh, going, oh, I see how about you're another game, Jason? You're interested in, you're interested in that. <laughs> you had me until you mentioned Derek Carr. With the interest level, seeing the Death Star from the inside, here's Las Vegas. And then you said the interest level in Derek Carr, And I went, no, I'd rather see more Death Star.
5: Well, it just comes back to the idea of, is Marcus Mariota going to be the guy? You get to play with that. Drew Brees, one more run. Do they come out clicking, right? Because on the other side, maybe we could just jump ahead to week nine where you've got New Orleans going to Tampa. Well, that's the schedule prediction comes together then they play each other
2: twice in, what, three or four weeks? Well, that, well that, that's my next game on the list was week nine, Sunday Night Football, New Orleans-Tampa, because you do have those games very close to one another. And New Orleans is on a ton. So you can't tell me they don't – you know, the NFL doesn't know this is Drew Brees last year too, because suddenly New Orleans is on all the time. Yeah, you know, hey, we got New or- – it's like every other week is New Orleans or Tampa Bay on well, the they each have
5: what five games right yeah Prime time yeah
2: this is it this is the end of drew Brees. get get a good look you know so we're gonna throw him on right there all right here's taysom hill for you we're, we're not we're or not putting him on because we think james versus uh uh taysom's gonna be a big deal now get easy your last W's look at drew Brees, the big easy uh so yeah so i have that as my second game week nine uh, as my second big game and obviously look Brady against anybody is going to be huge, but Brady, Breeze, the last time here, uh, clearly you're going to get something that that we've never really seen. Uh, The next game I'm going to go for is Thursday Night Football, 13, Dallas, and Baltimore. That'll wind up being the highest rated Thursday night game of the year. The Cowboys on Thursday night's gonna be a big deal. Lamar Jackson on Thursday night's gonna be a big deal. That could be something that you're talking about. Dallas is gonna be fighting for the NFC East. Same thing with Baltimore in the in the North in the AFC. That's gonna be your highest rated TNF game. And look, Lamar look in the excitement level to see Lamar Jackson is also off the hook. You know what what it is for Tom Brady and the newness of New England uh, newness of away from New England into Tampa Bay is there, but still, even though we saw Lamar. Jackson last year we all want to see him again we all want to see him continue to do his thing he's that exciting and he's the shiny new toy and and that game right there there's your highest rated TNF game
5: wondering if the excitement level just week one the curiosity right Dak Prescott let's face it is still going to be fighting for his long-term contract they're not coming to any agreement on any uh, any extension i I don't believe before this is done unless you know hanging out in quarantine changes his mind uh but against the rams whose identity is shaken would be the kind way to say it right now a lot of questions around sean mcveigh and what this team is coming into 2020
2: i i would think that by that time i'm i'm not i'm not bullish on the Rams this year. No. Last year, I think, was the Rams. That was their best year for a little bit. They're really going to have to continue to tear things down because, look, Jared Goff is not that good unless you have all kinds of great weapons around him. There's no more Todd Gurley. You traded away Brandon Cooks. I... They went for it and got to the Super Bowl, and that's fantastic. But eventually you got to pay the piper when you go all in on a season and you keep paying a bunch of guys and, and you have no, nothing left to go get players. I'm not sold on the Rams. And by the time the middle of the season comes, the Rams could be just terrible. You know, you, well, get, to, and that's you just get to the it, midway right? point, and it's, boy, the Rams are 2-6. and six. Ooh, good luck. They're trying the to sell them on The could be on. out
5: right away at home at the new stadium. Again, yeah. um, I'm sh- I'm looking at shiny new stadiums, mm-hmm. uh, and with Dallas coming from Oxnard uh, to do their thing, I mean, I, I just wonder how much we're really starting to tear at the legacy and brilliance of Sean McVeigh if they get housed <laughs> on opening night. <laughs>
2: Just like, that. hey, if you're going to go after Bill O'Brien, I'm going after Sean McVay. Yeah, but Sean McVay didn't you know, didn't stand up and say, I'm trading away all my best players. You know, Sean McVay still got to a Super Bowl. You know, so he still got a little bit more of that goodwill because, hey, I got there very early. I'm a great young head coach, and he's got more time than Bill O'Brien, who's decided, hey, all these great players, I, I just got to move on. Uh, they're, they're too good they're too good i gotta trade them all away and i, I think they're, they're in a little bit different situations but well, you know, I, by the time you get to the middle of the year sean mcveigh will look like less of a genius so I, i'll give well, you but that that's, he but that's the like thing let's
5: let's get it started with the the fact that they made that run right that they invested all that money and we talked about how crazy that defense was and, and they made wade phillips the fall guy
2: They're going (laughs) to rue that. I like how you talk about Wade Phillips being the fall guy. Fall guy. Uh, Twitter it. How about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And now the last game I'm going to give you, that's going to be a big, big game, the four best games in primetime. I'm going to give you week 15, 49ers-Cowboys. Yeah, okay. You're getting, sure. you're getting really far down in the schedule, which I, I get. It's harder and harder to see how what teams are going to be good. But look, the Niners are still going to be really good. Dallas is going to be good because the NFC East stinks. And when you get 49ers Cowboys, it's just, it doesn't matter you know we don't get 49ers cowboys all the time but we get them it's the the romanticized view of the rivalry from the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and and it's just something different and with both of these teams being being most likely playing for something the end of the year that's going to be your net that's going to be your other really really big game 49ers cowboys week 15. how about
5: week nine take the 49ers change the opponent home game against aaron Rodgers hating, loving, whatever, but going back to uh, the Bay Area, where, remember, he should have been the number one overall pick uh, in his mind all these years later, maybe still bitter. Maybe that's still a possible destination if Jimmy G is not the man yeah. that they want him to be. So maybe some drama by midseason there. But-
2: Maybe by then, that's the first game Jordan Love starts. Shh, don't tell anybody. Maybe Ooh, that's, that's a the hot first take. game.
5: <laughs> now, that's a hot take. Would and I be- have one for Alex. Alex, could you fire one up? I got
2: one more game. Oh, boy. I know Say what's it. coming here. Go Are ahead. you ready? Yeah, go for it, Cleveland! Uh, nice. Week yes, two. sir, brownies. Are you giving me Bengals Browns week two? I'm giving you Bengals oh Browns week two. <laughs> Come on, man, you can't. I'm giving Bengals, you
5: Bengals Browns, Browns week two. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow and Baker, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield Come Come on, on, battle
2: for Ohio.
5: <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah.
2: If the, Cleveland! League, thought, if the league thought Joe Burrow was going to be that good, they wouldn't put him on uh, their Monday night game week two. They'd be saving him for later on in the season. Hey,
5: oh, you're they're giving, giving us Burl. a gift, man.
2: You're giving me they're Joe giving Burl us a gift. Oh, come on, man. That's insane. <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> Sometimes we stretch just a little bit.
2: Va- are you vacationing in Cincinnati this year? Is that what's happening? You, you want I don't know. You go to Detroit. Cincinnati?
5: So, you know, it feels like I should go to Cincinnati or Cleveland. If I go to Cincinnati, I think I could probably hang out with Andy Furman a little bit. Yeah. maybe smoke some cigars and... Drink some uh, cognac or something.
2: Yeah, you might be. right. I, I might start having to say nice things about Detroit sometime soon. I got. I got to figure. Yeah, I know. Out. You got. You only have right. like four or five months to build that up in case yeah, you go I back know, I know. this winter. I got to, to, to build up. On, no, we're probably going back in the summer. Pam has already said I'm done going back in the winter time. So I, I, she, what have she, I been done. telling you no, forever? Done. Would do you think I'm not happy about not going to Detroit in the winter? I'd rather go in the summer, although it's really bleeping hot. Yeah, no, but it's a hundred degrees when with it's, you know. pure humidity. You know, you go in, in December and it's just gray and it's sleet and everybody is pale because the sun hasn't been out in months. It's really tough. Detroit yeah, but when you go in the go summer, I mean, they're just sunburned, So Yeah, that's true. Well, I didn't go to Tigers games and have fun. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. But that's where we'd be going. We're not going. Wow, not, there you go. Fall. Yeah, no. uh, so just to tell you, in 90 seconds, what the NFL schedule release day is like from inside the NFL – I will pull back the curtain for you and tell you something that will illustrate just how serious the NFL takes schedule release day. But first, speaking of serious about it,
4: be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
2: app. You know, just to pull the curtain back a little bit here and how serious the NFL takes uh, the schedule release day. Like nothing was made available until you had teams on social media being able to release their schedules and half hour before the NFL draft show began on NFL network or NFL draft before the NFL release schedule began NFL network. And look, I've been, I've been gone from the NFL for about seven years now, but I'll tell you for three years, I had a big gig on the day of NFL schedule release. And they take such a, they take such practices to stop things from leaking, you know, in, in, during the day, you know, sometimes you get, Hey, uh, such and such team is has found out when their opening game is and they tweet out, Hey, we're playing week one. Like earlier today, Manish Mehta of the New York daily news, friend of the show. He came on with us the other night, tweeted out, Hey, the jets are playing the bills week one at the bills. And you get that once in a while. And it feels really not happy when that happens, but they kind of look the other way because it's, it's a general, excitement about the schedule release that's leading up to to the night now they really 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 don't want things to get leaked which is what surprised me is why they allowed the leaks to happen on social media before the show before their show tonight for three years my gig was on schedule release day me and 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 seven other people got to see the schedule for a specific division and ahead of time and write our breakdown of what the schedules look like for these four teams. And they had a piece ready to go and put up online at NFL.com when the schedules got released. Right, So like I remember specifically one year, my conference, my division was the AFC North. So I come in and, and, and I put my, the, the, the manager who was in charge of it, uh, he now writes for and works for uh, Peter King on uh, a Monday morning quarterback. He said, okay, so come in, come to my desk. Right when you come in and all of us came in, there were seven of us there, eight of us there. He's okay, here you go. Here's your schedule. Here's your schedule. Here's your schedule. And so I get the AFC North. And he says, you all have to sit around my cubicle. Like you have to sit in cubicles around where I am. And I'm like, okay. He goes, you can't leave the the newsroom with this on a piece of paper i said okay you got to turn put your phone off put your, or put your phone over here so there's no picture taking of it and there's no texting of what the schedule is and i'm like okay wow this is really i really sure. so like, well, i mean i work here you know I, you got to think i'm not going to leak this out but they not taking any chances so he says so here's your schedule here's your copy of all the team's schedule write up your your thoughts of it and when you're done you know, you give me back this piece of paper with the schedule on it. I'm like, all right, fine. Did he then uh, eat the piece of paper when you gave it back, yes. or what? No, no, then he burned it. You know, we took out <laughs> a big flat lighter, and burned it. No, I think he put it through a paper shredder when it was done. How about that? So I, I got to write my thing. So I got to, you know, sit there, write. If I had to go to the bathroom, let me know when you're going to the bathroom. Leave the schedule here. I'm like, all right, that's fine, and it, it wasn't a big deal. I get what they were doing; it was kind of cool, you know. I, I kind of had a nice responsibility there, so I would go and I would write my impressions of the schedule and send it in. All right, great, go home and this, you know, obviously, I'm telling you, you can't tell anybody about this until the schedule comes out. Then you can say whatever you want. The minute the schedule is released, say whatever you want on Twitter, social media, whatever it is. But until then, you don't say anything. So okay, so that was my gig, and it was really fun. And uh, you know, just the the cloak and dagger of being in the newsroom. And knowing that, all right, I'm seeing something that, you know, how many eyes have seen this? You know, how many people know this? Of all the NFL fans in the world, you know, there's a, the top one-tenth of one percent of people get to see this. And I always thought it was pretty cool that I got to do that. And it was – it was a, you know, I look forward to doing that in the offseason tons of times. Like, oh, this is great. i to have to do that. Can I get the Jets? Can I get this? And the other thing was you couldn't ask the other people about it. Like, you couldn't say, hey, what games do you have over there? You couldn't say it. You had, you know, you had your four teams, uh, you, your division, you went and, that was and, it. It, and that was it. It was, it was, I'll tell you, it was really fun. And they were really protective about it. And that's why it shocks me that they allowed the individual teams to let the, schedules get out half hour before the show went on the air. That I, I, I really surprised me because you want people to watch the show. You want people to watch this three-hour schedule reveal show, and so you let it out and let the air out of your, you know, let the air out of your sales, and so many fans, are not as many people are watching the schedule reveal because, well, I got what I need a half hour ahead of time, and I'm looking at stuff on the Internet. I, I'm surprised it didn't hold that back so all the eyeballs, as many as possible, could see the schedule release because you want to tune in to watch it.
5: Yeah I I think it just comes down to flat out puffing the chest and saying we're we're in charge here There's nothing else, no musical specials, no concerts in front of a fire or somebody's home that is going to trump what we've got. No binge watching, no matter what series premieres tonight, what comedy special comes out, nothing is beating the schedule, even if we leak it. And you you saw the creativity of the social media teams uh, for each NFL team once again, your Jets early in the day, just, Hey, we're going to say something positive about each of our opponents. There's pretty good, mm-hmm. right? For the, for the Browns. It was, this is the the goodest mascot in the NFL. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So you got to appreciate that. I like that. using the
2: word goodest, goodest. Is well, really goodest the He's the
5: goodest and yeah. bestest. Oh yeah. You know, Our dog is the bestest boy and he smiles from ear to ear when he hears the word bestest. I can't get him to go fetch a ball, fetch my slippers or a beer, but he will, uh, you know, smile, and he knows that word <laughs> along the way. But it's, it's the idea that, you know, you know you're powerful and how many people were hanging on this. I mean, you had, other than the last dance, there were days of talk leading up to this. I mean, in, in markets all over the country, it was, all right, we know the schedule. I mean, how are they going to do it? What are they going to do with week one? What do you think? I mean, you you got call-in radio and people getting fired up, and I'm sure in Houston a lot of people speculating how early we'd be calling for Bill O'Brien's head, just like you did in week one. So it's <laughs> it's all of those things flow together to say, you know what, release it a half hour earlier. We don't care.
2: Uh, see, I, 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 I hear you. I understand. But why would you push – eyeballs away from your product if you don't have to if you can wait a half hour and get maybe more people watching it, it's probably because the nfl usually does that so it's, it was a bit of shock for me uh twitter at how about a fresca mike at swollen dome the jason Smithster with mike carmen live from the geico studios why is schedule release day so important i'll tell you exactly how important the schedule is coming up next this is fox sports radio It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
6: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
2: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And while today is NFL schedule release day, we we've looked at it from a bunch of different angles so far. We got more coming up in about 10 minutes. You know, sometimes we, we don't f- think about how important the schedule is enough to a team in the season, right? Because we look at the schedule each day and, and everybody gets an idea of how their team should do and how many wins they should have. All right, I could see us going nine and seven or ten and six. Look, everybody does it. Uh, NFL mm-hmm. coaches do it. They put the schedule up and they go, all right, man, that one should win. And, and, of course, everything is optimistic. You know, even the worst of teams can say, I could see us winning nine games. You know, no team puts it up and says, oh, yeah, that's four and 12. Yeah, that's, that's that's not gonna that's four. Not in front of the team. No, no, that's no, four and twelve. You are kidding? That's four and twelve. Sell, By time, sell, sell. We're gonna go to Jordan Love at that point. Aaron's gonna be upset. <laughs> but the schedule is the most important thing. If you are a team that wants to turn something around, right? If you're if you're a good team, the schedule's a schedule, right? If you're a really bad team, the schedule's a schedule. But if you're a team that's looking to go from a poor team or a a below-average team, and you want to make that jump to a playoff team, which is about two-thirds of the league, right? You have your seven or eight elite teams, and and look, they're going to be good no matter what. You get your seven or eight teams that are going to suck no matter what. And then you have everybody else that's looking to say, hey, we want to take that next step. We want to go from Mm -hmm. 5 and 11 to 9 and 7. We want to go from 7 and 9 to 10 and 6. You're not doing it unless the schedule favors you. It is the most important factor in a team, quote, turning it around. All right, and I'll just use the Jets as an example right here. Last year the Jets were seven and nine. Right, their schedule was difficult in the beginning, and it was very easy the last half of the season. So seven and nine, they'll be better this year. You know, I have no doubt the Jets will be better, but it's not going to show up in the schedule because the Jets' schedule is incredibly difficult. It's the second toughest schedule in the league on paper, and paper is a tell. Even though you don't know how good some teams are going to be, some teams you know they're going to be really good. For instance, the Jets got to make three trips to the West Coast. That's two losses, right? You don't go to the West Coast 3,000 miles away and win games all the time, right? They play at Kansas City. They play at Seattle. They have San Francisco at home. They're losing at least two of those games. As good as they are, they're going to lose at least two of those games. And they're going to lose at least two of the games when they go to the West Coast, one of the games at Seattle. They also have to play the Rams on the West Coast. Even if the Rams aren't good, traveling 3,000 miles is going to be difficult. So when you have a tough schedule like the Jets do, and this is just a bad luck for the, the AFC East because they play the AFC West and they play the NFC West, which are two really difficult divisions to have to play against, that's just the luck of the draw. How much better are you going to be when you're playing these teams that are playoff teams or are are making next jumps? You only take that jump from being a bad team to a good team when the schedule allows you to do it. You're not going to sit here and say, well, we're 5, 11, 6, and 10, but we made some changes. You're not getting to 9 and 7, 10, and 6 unless the schedule tells you that way. All right. No matter what kind of changes you make, if you're playing good teams, you're still going to be kept down. So if that schedule is fortuitous for you, you can go from 5 and 11 to 10 and 6 or 6 and 10, 7 and 9 to 9 and 7 to be a periphery playoff team. But if you don't have the schedule, you're not
5: doing it. Going to need a lot of help, right? You look at the strength of schedule coming in. I mean, four of the top five in terms of the opponents' winning percentages from a year ago, all the AFC East. And then you put the San Francisco 49ers, they, they crack in at number four. So uh, difficult propositions. And you look at the bunching early, right, when you you look at young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, and what he'll have to navigate, and then trying to figure out when Herbert slash Tua would take the Helms for the Chargers and Dolphins, respectively.
2: Twitter at how about a Fresca? Mike, at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, there's already some must-win games on the NFL schedule in week one. We'll get to them next. This is Fox Sports Radio.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios as NFL release day is here the schedule is out Woo-hoo. I, have, I have the Jets at 10 and 6 no I don't have the Jets at 10 and 6
5: I have the Bears at 12 and 4 my friend
2: hey that's pretty good are you beating Brady in your game in week Five? Oh, or I what?
5: think they knock him out in the second quarter
2: <laughs> they got a hit list for him and they knock him out of the game
5: whoa 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 Greg Williams is yours <laughs>
2: No, the hit, list, the hit list was the Packers, actually. I'm well, I, I know, the I know.
5: I, re- I Trust me, I, re- I remember it well.
2: <laughs>
5: in, in today's day, uh, no, you, you don't want to talk about that or even joke about it. That gets people angry. That was Charles Martin
2: in a game in which they had a hit list going on for McMahon and some of the other Bear players. Uh, but the NFL schedule is out, and we have a really interesting story coming up in 20 minutes as far as How ready fans are to run and go to National Football League games. Obviously, in the coronavirus, what's happening, things are a little bit different. Um, But with the schedule out, there's so many games that we're we're looking at the the top of and the best of the nationally televised games we went through a few minutes ago but there's a couple of specific games I want to spend some time on here for a few minutes because they're really big deals for different reasons I mean you know every game is big for different reason. but the first one is the very first game of the year right the NFL opens up Thursday night we get Houston and Kansas City a rematch of the playoffs last year remember the Texans led that game over the Chiefs 86 to nothing the Chiefs come back <laughs> in the second quarter uh, and they win and Bill O'Brien is oh my goodness now it's hard to say that there's a must win game in week one because it is week one but I'll just go back to the Jets last year in which they had a 16 nothing lead over the Bills in the fourth quarter, and C.J. Mosley gets hurt. What happens? The Bills come back. They win 17-16, and, hey, the Bills use that as a springboard. They have a great season, go on to the playoffs, and the Jets just completely implode. Sam Darnold gets mono, and the Jets season never gets off, off the ground. And I knew. I told you after week one, I said, that's our season. And you said, oh, you're crazy. I go, no, believe me, I know. I can tell when a, when a loss is so big both – in the in the win loss column and mentally that that does in a team and that clear that did in the Jets. I mean you blow it. Sixteen-point lead at home in the fourth quarter. When hey, this is your you know shiny new toy Here's Sam Darnold, and, and here's year two, and here's Adam Gase, and suddenly we can't put any points on the board. Uh, what what? Look at what happened, right? That was yeah. The, I, I was think the, the
5: motto game. had a, had a bigger effect. That's no, it did. But we weren't going to win any
2: thing. of those games anyway. The Jets' schedule was too tough. I knew we lose Week One, then we're going to lose Monday night in Cleveland in their home opener because they've been raring to go for this game for months, and they're thinking they're a Super Bowl team. and They added Odell Beckham Jr., and the Jets' schedule was too difficult. And I knew they don't win week one. That's going to be it. And sometimes winning week one is that big a deal Do the bill. Are the bills still good? Sure. The bills are still good. But boy, coming back from down 16, nothing. That's a springboard win, man. That's a springboard win on the road over a division rival. The bills use that to get to the playoffs. They play that crazy ass game against the Texans. Uh, but, you know, sometimes week one is a big deal. And week one is a really big deal. It's almost a must-win game opening night for the Houston Texans. I mean, they're not going to win. They're 10-point underdogs playing against the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at home. But this is why. Nationally televised games are always much bigger than they should be. They're, They're... Taken with bigger weight, they are broken down in a bigger way than if the game was played at Mm -hmm. a 125 on a Sunday. It just happens that way, right or wrong. Get your
5: microscope. You don't get to be lost to just highlights, absolutely. Every play is scrutinized, every down-distance decision.
2: Especially on Monday and Thursday, because Sunday you could say, well, it is the night game, but it's the end of a whole day of the NFL, and is it really that big a deal? Because then you're focused on the Monday night game. But Monday and Thursday games that sit with all kinds of time after until the next football game. You got Monday night games that go and sometimes the story's big enough it goes all the way to Thursday. Then you get the Thursday night game and sometimes the story that goes all the way till Sunday. There is more weight given to a Monday night or a Thursday night game than there is any other ones just because it's the only game and if a quarterback throws for four touchdowns it's much different than you throw for four touchdowns you know Sunday afternoon at Arizona hey it happens Monday night football in front of everybody suddenly that quarterback that does that, that rookie quarterback a, is solid for the whole season. That's a big springboard win as well. It, it, it's, it's different for that team. Same thing if that rookie quarterback throws four picks on a Monday night. It's how much longer can you stay with him? Here's four picks. Whether if that game happened on a Sunday, it would be ah, four picks a bad game. We got to get him up to speed and get ready for go. Things are just looked at differently from a national perspective when you are the only game. And for the Texans, who are going to come into this game, already Bill O'Brien has zero hope of staying on as Texans head coach, because what he's done is is completely alienate the fan base by trading away all the best players and not getting enough in return. You know, you want to trade away DeAndre Hopkins, trade Jadavian Clowney, fine, you want to do those... I mean, he's, he's made three huge trades, and he's not gotten anything back. Not nearly what he should be getting back for the talent he's trading away. He's doing exactly what Chip Kelly did with the Eagles. Well, guys that are voices, guys that might question me, I'm going to. To get rid of him. And look what happened. Chip Kelly got fired because he traded away all the best players the Eagles had. Eagles started losing and now he's trying to hold on to his college football coaching career. This is where Bill O'Brien is right now. So now you have all the hype of the offseason in which he trades away DeAndre Hopkins and Texans fans just want him out at this point. Jason Lock and Forer joins us every week on the show and he has told us they know in Houston there are a lot of problems with Bill O'Brien in that building. Bill O'Brien's not going to make it past the season because the Texans aren't going to be good enough to win games because they got rid of all their talent. So you talk about week one, they go into this game and they lose big to the Chiefs, which is probably what's going to happen because the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. They got better. They're getting their rings. They're coming out Monday night at home. Defending Super Bowl champions normally don't lose that first game at home of the next season. Not saying it can't happen, but usually it doesn't. They lose like 31-10 or 38-13, and Mahomes puts on a show. Bill O'Brien's done. Because in all that attention, all the hype into that game, and then you have three days for fans and the media just absolutely attack Bill O'Brien. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look at what he's done. He is dead coach walking at that point. And he could be let go by the middle of the season because the schedule doesn't lighten up for the Texans.
5: No, and that's it. Before their bye week, I mean, there's only one game that you just circle and say, all right, that's a win. And even that, who, who knows, divisional game against Gardner Minshew and company.
2: Oh hey you know, you have you have the Jorts game there. I mean that's you should win the Jorts game, but you never know. I mean hey, Tiger you know. King is gonna be ready. Sure. <laughs> but but that's it. I mean you cause you can see it happening. You can see what would happen if the Texans lose this game. You can you know that Bill O'Brien will be the number one trending topic on Twitter. You know Texans and Fire O'Brien will be a hashtag, and he won't be able to come back from it because the loss is that big a deal on national television. So you have almost turned Monday It's Thursday night football the first game of the season, into a must-win game for the team who was playing on the road, which is not really fair, but hey, Bill O'Brien did this to himself by trading away all the best players.
5: Well, to break it down, right, you bring in Brandon Cooks, you got the trade that brings you David Johnson to pair with Duke Johnson. Anytime you got a guy named Duke, I'm in. Uh, And then, obviously, Randall Cobb got his big deal that left everybody scratching their heads. Uh, Tunsell gets his big contract, so, you know, you've got, at least in theory, uh, Uh, deshaun watson should be upright but you get past that chiefs game week two is a home date against baltimore week three you're on the road at pittsburgh week four minnesota comes to town and then you got the jaguars and then at titans and then hey welcome in aaron Rodgers and or jordan love before your bye week that is not a schedule conducive to a big run-up I mean, that is potentially, what, one in seven as you get to your bye week.
2: Well, maybe it's Jordan Love at that point. They're just so pissed off at Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love a lot earlier. It
5: could be. I mean, look, <laughs> and, and as we know, everything changes on a dime in the NFL, right? So trying to project as everybody does their do, dopey, all right, what do you got in week nine? Let's take a call on line four, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um as we know, teams are going to change a lot. You're going to have a lot of injuries for your team or those in your division that may assist your team. And you know, as we're, we're talking about quarterbacks and talking about setting up 2020, one of the, your top stories is, all right, you got the Tiger King over here and Joe Burrow. Sorry, I got two Tiger Kings. They'll have to fight for supremacy at some point. And then you got all the old guys one of the old guys being Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if if by this this chance, right, this would make them what is that? Their 7th game of the year. So potentially they're 1 in 6 going into their bye mm, with another he's date not with Jackson. He's Yeah, I
2: mean it. that that could be the end of him he's if out. they're that bad. He's out. I mean, he's done. If that if that's the case, if you're going into that because you want to salvage something and you want Deshaun Watson to know that we're not going to allow this to happen, you need if you lose it and he will lose the team, and that's the whole thing. He'll lose the team if they start one and seven. What what he has done, and this is what I what I don't get why why coaches do this when you make such a, a polarizing move that if it backfires, you give yourself no rope. There's, there's no more wiggle room for you to stay. I don't know why coaches do that. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take my neck where it's not quite on the line right now. It's a little bit further away. No, I'm going to go put it right on that line. I'm going to put my head right in that chopping block Well, where I could normally just keep it back a bit. And doesn't need to be on the chopping block. I don't need to be on the same block as the chopping block. I could be in my car going the other way away from the chopping block. But no, no, I'm going to make sure my head is right on that chopping block. I don't know why coaches do that. I don't know why you would do that when you know clearly that – if you do something like this, that is really polarizing, especially if you don't get enough back for DeAndre Hopkins, because it's just stupid. Uh, what the you, you, you know, look, the decision to trade DeAndre Hopkins is one thing. The return they got is just stupid, and and that's the big thing. That's why people don't trust Bill O'Brien, and that absolutely, one hundred percent, you can rightfully criticize him on. I don't know why coaches do that and GMs do it. I'm gonna nope. I'm gonna put my entire reputation on the line for this. Why would you do that? I, I really—it is sometimes human nature. It—it—it it, it escapes me. It well, really
5: but does. you look at the way this has been set up. You—you you promoted the guy to the level of uh, ego, hubris, whatever you want to call it, to its highest degree, because the Ma- McNair family entrusted him to not only coach it up but to pick the groceries, right? And when when he was asked after last season and after that absolute catastrophic failure. Uh, once they get to the playoffs, that, you know, hey, are you going to change up the structure? He smiles and says, no, I kind of like it. Well, yeah, you're the guy in charge. The buck stops with you. So if they're telling you you've got a blank check to do it what you want with your roster and you got a little bit of ego saying I can get it done with my guys or however you're you're focusing that, right anybody discord in the locker room or any disagreement you can change it up to reflect what you want in there then certainly you know you're going to hit that level if a couple of losses start to snowball i'm just curious if ownership would actually pull the trigger because then you got a huge power vacuum not only are you you don't have a coach but you don't have a front office guy I mean, he's wearing both hats, man.
2: That's a lot of hats. Hey, you know me. I like a lot of hats.
5: I know. You got a whole collection of them, but let's call it what it
2: is. This is crazy.
5: (laughs) Wow, we've already got a guy fired on Christmas
2: morning. I know, right? How about that? Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dumb. Uh, We do have a big deal because there is a Christmas game, and it's a Different reason why we have a Christmas game than you're thinking. Uh, We'll have that coming up this hour. Again, uh, a big story about people not buying tickets so far to go see NFL games. And trust me, I'm doubling down when I tell you the NFL isn't going to start their season until the middle of October, and evidence comes in the schedule release tonight. we got a lot to go for. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, this is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Happy schedule release day in the National Football League. Uh, We'll get to why Christmas is such a big deal coming up in a few minutes. However, I want to point this out because this is big, not just for NFL schedule release, but after... And following what happens when the country opens up after the coronavirus pandemic, All right? Uh, Darren Ravel, who is you know the, the biggest sports business personality there is, um, tweeted this out a couple hours ago, and he's been looking and talking to ticket brokers to see what normal action is on tickets to nfl games because normally nfl schedule day comes and everybody buys tickets they say, "Oh, the bye week is here here's the road trip we're gonna buy tickets to this game we're gonna get a hotel here you know generally people buy a lot of things now obviously with coronavirus pandemic Ah, there are there there are going to be less he puts out a tweet that says another ticket broker he talked to said tonight quote we guessed ticket sales would be 25 percent of previous years and that is all due to coronavirus for some teams it's literally zero no one is buying so no one's buying tickets on the secondary market, try to figure out ways to go. This doesn't mean that absolutely no one is buying, but it's, it's way, way less than it used to. And Darren Revell goes on to say, look, so that's a brash statement about fans who say they're ready to come back now to go see sporting events. This is my point. That I want that that I make about fans coming back to sporting events. That we shouldn't worry about that. You shouldn't worry about oh, when will fans be able to come back and play and uh, come back and watch games? And fans are going to start streaming streaming into stadiums. It's going to be difficult enough, Mike, just to get athletes to be okay to come back and play. Look, the Major League Baseball is getting a big. Uh, probably tomorrow, uh, the Players Association is going to get the big proposal of this is how Major League Baseball wants to come back. We're thinking some kind of spring training that begins in the middle of June and the first games are going to be early July. Now, to make this work, they got to make sure the players feel, okay, we're safe enough to come back. There's enough testing for us to come back. I'm okay with being away from my family enough and you're going to make it work for me. So all of these things have to happen because the players need to feel safe enough to be able to go back and play. Mm-hmm. We're worried so much about the fans. When do the fans come? When do the fans come? You know what? Fans coming back, I promise you this, it's just very loud of, oh, of course I can't wait to go back to the game, I'm buying tickets the second they become available. There's a difference between fans saying they're coming back and when it comes down to it, fans who actually buy a ticket and go to a game, right? It's a difference between players saying, we're ready to come back and play baseball, NBA, NHL, and the players then actually packing a bag and going to do it because they need certain assurances if they're going to come back. You know, fans, of course, I mean, are you really going to pay attention? I hear people on this radio station and, and, and everywhere else saying, oh, you know, fans are coming back. They're ready to come back. They're going to Pack stage. They're going to do all these things. Are they or are they just saying they're going to do it? Because there's a difference. And when it comes down to it, no, fa- you know, the, the families aren't going to bring their kids to games because it's not going to be safe enough for most of for most of them. And when it comes down to it, are they really going to say, yes, I'm going to buy a ticket, come to a game, and risk getting coronavirus? Are they really going to do it? There will be some. I'm not saying there's going to be nobody, but if you think that suddenly just when sports comes back, it's going to be packed stadiums every night, packed arenas in the NBA, that ain't happening. They're worried too much about playing. we got to have the fans come. Well, if you have a bunch of, oh, by the way, NBA games to finish this season, are fans going to feel like i got to go back and watch the warriors play a couple of games why am i going back to watch this just because they haven't played and, and i don't know if it's safe yet to get out there uh, nfl teams major league baseball teams nba teams don't worry about the fans don't worry about planning because you're going to think okay we're open the fans are coming back and it's going to be oh uh hey wow we, we we really misread that and fans really aren't ready to come back as much as they say they want to come back i don't think they're ready
5: yeah, I think there's it's a mixed bag, right? Because Ravel had the DTI management saying they did 62% of their business. You had a couple of teams that normally would go with as soon as the schedule is announced, they do online sales, right, for single games. They didn't do that today. I know the Giants were one of those teams, so supply maybe a little different uh, as we f- we we seek it out, but. Look, we're, we're four months away and what someone says they'll do today, depending on what state they live, live in, depending on how much they're listening to local elected leaders and the medical professionals that are up there with them. Right here. The message from Governor Newsom in Los you know, California and uh, Garcetti in Los Angeles is going to be much different than pretty much pick any other state that isn't New York. Right and in Oregon, I guess would be in that bucket right now, right?
2: Because we have that coalition uh right. here on the West Coast, now. Uh, California, Washingtonian, right? Because yeah, California, right. Washington, Oregon, and now also add Nevada and Colorado to that. So whatever, whatever California does, all those other states are going to do too. We're we're all we're all in with them,
5: right? So, but the the head of that is is going to be Newsom, right? I, I think we've kind of established you know where he's at, and even reluctantly. Um, loosening things tomorrow, and and even that's you know more symbolic I think than than substantial in in many ways. But you're seeing other states trying to get after it, right? You see the sitting down in restaurants. You you see people packing up, packing up and heading out to the beach and and other events uh, in in Florida, right? They're going to start do a soft launch of the rebirth of Disney Springs, which is. You know, the big shopping and restaurant area before you head into the parks, Uh, not at full capacity, but still putting a date on that some two, two and a half weeks away from from now. You know, a big step forward. And I think as more things open, provided there isn't suddenly, you know, a panic alert and, you know, positive positive tests all over and through the roof to where. The medical supplies and personnel are taxed to a whole other level that I think, you know, taking that poll three weeks from now is going to be a much different story. Right. And the excitement of that and and a willingness to go buy a ticket, because remember, we also have 30 million people unemployed right now. Yeah. So, you know, the inf- information of, hey, are you going to buy tickets is I don't have a job right now. I don't know if i'm going back if i'm permanently you know furloughed slash now laid off so i mean there there's some of that you know uncertainty that weighs in but i have no doubts that once they're committed to dates and things have opened up and we've got some restoration to the economic engines of the country it's like anything people will find a way to get themselves to a game, to the local watering hole, etc. I think that human nature, just for that connectivity and what makes us all sports fans, takes over once we hit critical mass.
2: Yeah, because it's going to be it's going it's going to be of okay. I'm, I'm okay with going to the bar and watching the game. I can social distance if I want to. I can, um, you know, I'm, I'm slowly opening myself up back to living life normal. and and, and quite honestly, fans are going to be just happy sports are back. They're going to be happy that we can watch games at night and on the weekends, and there's more things to do, and I'm not worried about spending eight hours, you know, trying to go to Home Depot and putting my mask on and waiting in line to go in and then being there for an hour and taking an hour to check out and coming back out and going home. People are just they're going to say, you know what? I'm just so happy sports is back. I'm excited we're going to watch games here. And that's how it's going to be for a little while. And eventually, look, fans are going to come back, but they're going to come back when they feel safe enough. And it's it's it, that's going to take a little bit of time. And certainly when you want to throw in how states are going to be, like you New York and California clearly, as we say, they're gonna be the ones that allow fans in the last. And so they're not gonna have fans. I, I don't know why why these leagues are worried so much about oh, we gotta allow fans to come in. But trust me, it's it everybody wants to be loud and boast and say, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll come back. It's like when you're saying loud stuff when you're drinking and you're out and you're going, Oh, you kid, man, I, I could do a backflip off that bar. No no problem, man. I do will do do a, a backflip. That's okay, now do it. Well, I don't know that I can really do a backflip. I mean that's it's kinda what it's kinda what it is. Everybody Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's loud on social media and Twitter and Facebook, oh yeah, I'm going to a game. I don't care if I get corona, I get corona and then when it comes to it it's oh, okay, maybe I don't. And like I said, you'll have a pocket of fans, and there will be some fans, who knows, college football fans. Oh, suddenly, wow, there's 30,000 people at this college football game this weekend. Ooh, I don't know about that, man. I'm hoping we don't get more coronavirus cases there. There's going to be those outliers in different places, but by and large, if you think just fa- they're going to start streaming back right away, I, 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 I don't see how you can count on them. Make your plans independent of when fans come back because fans are going to come back at their own pace.
5: No, and I, and I think that part of it is uh, – Obviously, from the revenue perspective, but I mean, the NBA, why they keep looking at the regular season games? Well, there's there's all sorts of contractual stuff that gets triggered once you get to 70 games played. So that that's a very real thing. Fans, no fans. But, you know, momentum and runs and let's face it for the NBA. Uh, you're going to have to have that on delay. You can't air that live. Here's the seven words you can't say on television in mm-hmm. the first 30 sec- <laughs> seconds after, uh, after tip-off, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. I tell you, it's a, look, it'll be exciting, but it, it's exciting for some, okay, you're going to allow me to do this? Great. I'm good with that for a while. I mean, I think, I think it's going to be people be good with that through the end of the year, you know, especially if you get to the fall and the big thing is going to be when you get to September. Right. And then it's okay. What's the deal with schools? Cause that's going to, that's going to be the big tipping point when we get to September. You know, we have the we have May 15th coming up, which is going to be when states, you know, largely try to reopen. We see what happens there. The beginning of July, which is when baseball is looking to return, probably the NBA at the same time. And then we get to September when the big questions are going to be, are colleges going to be allowed to resume classes? All right? And on, on, and on the next level, can kids still go to school, whether it's high school, middle school, grammar school, are they going to go back to school in the fall? Are they going to continue to distance learn throughout the rest of the calendar year? Those are the two big dominoes that are going to tell you where people are going to be as far as, as far as going to sporting events and, 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 hanging out in large groups, because if the schools are still that way, that's not going to happen. And look, states are going to be different. I'm sure I'm already prepared that, that in, in here in California, my, you know, Zoe's going to be doing distance learning in the fall when she starts middle school. And, and it's going to happen in New York, especially in, you know, area in and around New York city too. And some other cities as well, you know, maybe that way in Michigan, it may be that way to some, some other places, but that's going to be, that's going to be the, the, the next date after is okay are people going to be going back to school, whether it's high school, middle school college, and then all the decisions as far as fans gathering and being together will be made from there. Twitter. at how about a fresca? Mike at swollen dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon coming up in 90 seconds. The NFL is playing on Christmas day. That's a little odd, but there's something odder about it, which is going to tell you just why the NFL is playing on Christmas day. But first,
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: So we have an NFL game on Christmas Day. The NFL schedule out today, and and surprisingly, we have a game on Christmas. Minnesota and New Orleans. It's a pretty good game. You know, we're not getting mm-hmm. Jags Titans on Christmas. This is a, that's a pretty good game. That's a lot of offense going on. This could be the last anybody is seeing of Drew Brees. Who knows? That is Look, true. New it could also is, be Jer- Jameis Winston already. New Orleans could be Jameis Winston could have come and gone. It could be Taysom Hill. That's you a know who point. knows. So we're gonna have this game on Christmas Day, which is sort of odd because the NFL. They play every couple of years on Christmas. So that's not the that's not the crazy part. But the odd part is that Christmas Day is on a Friday this year. That's on a Friday. Why would the NFL play a game on a Friday? I mean the NFL hasn't played on a Friday since two thousand and nine. All right, so you're going back eleven years is going to have elapsed. I was in my thirties the last time the NFL played on a Friday. Why are they playing on a Friday and Christmas Day? Yes, there is uncertainty with what the NBA schedule is going to look like if they come back and finish the season in July, August, September. Will they delay the beginning until the beginning of the year and and in January? Who knows? They might. But even if they don't, how much is this the NFL saying, you know what, NBA, we're coming for Christmas Day? let's throw this test balloon out there we'll put one game out there and let's see the ratings we get let's see what happens on christmas day and see if there's a big market for a game on christmas because if you're going to do crazy ass stuff and put like the raptors and the sixers on at 12:30 and try to sell that as a big game before we get to clippers lakers at 3:30, well you know we're going to put uh, an nfl game on and see what happens I, I i would bet you that was a lot of conversation at at uh three four five park to say ah let's put a let's put a game on christmas day and see let's throw this out there and see what happens and if we get big numbers hey you know what we're coming for christmas day nba good luck keeping up
5: yeah for me it, it always came down to this you wanted to have the respect for the blue gray football classic all those years ago <laughs> the
2: blue gray game you
5: nice. ran on through today oh, hey, yeah, you yeah. had to get some betting after you went to yeah. christmas services mm-hmm. you opened up some gifts checked out your new socks underwear whatever you got and then a couple of goodies uh and, and then you went and bet and college athletes uh, in their final games, in those All-Star games. Uh, Since that's gone, I've never understood why the NFL has seeded Christmas Day. There have been only 16 Christmas Day regular season games since 1989. This will be number 17. Uh So, I mean, for me, it's a, yeah, opportunity knocks, man. And, And it's a different world. And it's a different way of doing business. Everybody's looking to grab back their market share. And as we've seen, the NFL has had big ratings and big successes. I'll be curious to see what the ratings were for the three-hour extravaganza, uh, unleashing these schedules, even with the pre-release by teams and that 30-minute or longer uh, time frame. But the, the NBA has been running, what, between three and five games for as long as I can remember. Forget it. Go back and
2: take that day, too. Tell them to beat it. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike and swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike I'm Harmon. Fighting on Christmas now. And it's always, I know, but you're, you're upset. I mean, I thought you were going to stop complaining. Now I didn't complain. About, I just, you're I, about I'm just saying from a
5: tactical business strategy, yeah. go and take what they have
2: <laughs> on Christmas. Uh, coming up next, we got a big story coming off of the. NFL and their NFL schedule release. I'm doubling down on a big prediction I made earlier this week, and the evidence is right there in front of us. That's next on Fox.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico studios. And I'm going to double down on something. That I mentioned earlier this week and the NFL schedule, at least tonight, is going to bear me out on this. So earlier in the week, I told you, look, there is no doubt or actually was last week. And I said the NFL's plan A is not to play week one. The beginning of september it's going to be in the middle of october the nfl has not paused at all during the coronavirus outbreak they have done free agency on time they have done the draft on time despite the fact teams didn't want to do the draft then they put out the schedule least tonight they have done everything and nothing is getting in their way so why a week ago did they say we have contingency plans to start the season in the middle of october go all the way through and play the super bowl the end of february that was curious then tonight, after the schedule release comes out, the NFL is asked about could you move games if you had to, and the NFL said yes. Uh, Roger Goodell put out a statement saying, here's our schedule. We plan in a whole season like this, but we can clearly move things around if we have to. Uh, there's been no we move things around if we have to from Roger Goodell up until this point. Not one bit. You could have moved the draft. Nope, we're not doing it. Could have moved free agency. Nope, not doing it. Could have moved schedules. Nope, not doing it. But now, we have the ability to switch things Around if we need to. Why is he saying this? Unless the real plan is for the NFL to start middle of October when they hopefully can get fans back at games and when they can have a whole season uninterrupted and not have to worry about having less of a summer because players aren't going to be able to come back to a a normal summer training camp. Maybe we do at the end of the summer in September and we start beginning of October. The NFL talked about this tonight and Roger Goodell in putting out the statement also said that uh, speculating on anything else is not something they want to do. They don't want to talk about it now, but they do have the contingency in place if they need to play after the beginning of September. This is why I'm doubling down on mid-October. There's no reason for them to talk about this right now. This is the beginning of May. You're just having to schedule a lease party. Everything is awesome. You can say, listen, this is our plan. We'll figure it out. But the fact they're throwing it out there is because they want you to know we can go right to this plan if we had to. This is our plan all along. And why would you say plan B is out there? Why even mention it unless that's your real plan? Because there's been nothing to this point that's telling me the NFL has had a plan B for anything else. There was one plan, free agency, they did it. One plan, the draft, they did it. One plan, schedule lease, they did it. All of this has been planned. And then you take a look – well, well, let me give you the cherry on top of my argument here, Mike, before – is that let's just say the NFL does decide to flip games. The first four games then would go to the back half of the schedule or the end of the schedule because – Fans and teams had made plans and the schedule is out here already. You know, instead of saying, oh, we'll take the game from week one and we'll play that in the middle of October, they don't want to mess the schedule too much. So where they would start the games would be, you know, week five, and the first four games would go the back part of the schedule, right? So they would go to the end, they would be weeks 13 through 17. Um, right now, the first game of the season is Houston, Kansas City. That's going to start things off on a Thursday night. If the NFL does move their first four weeks, And we start with week five, which is the middle of October. The first NFL game of the year would be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on Thursday night against the Bears. It is the first of five games the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play on national television, which is the most anybody could have. I get it. The interest level in Brady and Gronk is through the roof. So why would that be the first game? that you, you're waiting to week five to show everybody Tom Brady in, with the Buccaneers. You're waiting till week five. Why would you do that unless really your plan was, hey, we're going to probably have this the middle of October. That's going to wind up being our first game. Now I rest my case.
5: Well, I, I think it certainly lends itself to that. Now, remember that report came from the Sports Business Journal. There was no name Attached to it uh, from an NFL spokesperson, but obviously leaks and they get their information. It's like, let's float this out. And nobody went out of their way to refute it. And look, the league has to have secondary plans. And it's Matt Nagy's off- office from draft night. And there's probably 15, 20 of those thereabouts. And the that's going to be the obvious first question asked. So why would you not release? A four-sentence statement and just be done with it, which is what they did, right? It's like asked and answered. Now go away. We're not we're not answering any more about contingencies, because our office is working and being proactive about it. Uh, to your point, Brady in Chicago against a good defense, Khalil Mack, and and all the pageantry, pomp, and circumstance, because that would be a Fox Thursday night game, right? So. Certainly a huge win. One of their five primetimes. You realize there are eight teams that have five primetime games this year.
2: Yeah. Hey, we're, we're loading going, up the teams that people want to see. Loading <laughs> up the heavy
5: hitters this time. No, not a lot of Jacksonville for your uh, pallet, No, year, Smith. No, but no, no. I mean, the, look, the timeline oh, can, makes they sense. They can flex
2: them. You never know.
5: Yeah, So they say any week could be week one and they could shuffle up and deal as they need to, which will be curious. And again, it goes back to fans in the stands and purchasing airfare and hotels and whatever else. But you're four months out. You got plenty of
2: time to revise as necessary. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, what are the best nationally televised games we're going to get right now on paper? We break it down. This is Fox.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside the slide over baby hour. Yeah. This is the hour of the show I got to close the door to the office because people could be walking in and saying something and maybe I'm not wearing pants. Whoa. I mean, maybe. I didn't say yes. You know, radio is theater of the mind, my Carmen. You got to let people think that maybe you're not wearing pants. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. Well, now so you, you go, just go trying the whole time going whole bit. Hey, Well, your whole bit is not wearing pants. And people go, all right, well, Harmony's not wearing pants. You use that after a while. I'm used to it. Harmony's not wearing pants. But if you give people the impression that only some of the time you're not wearing pants, it's, whoa, is tonight a pants night? It's tonight not a pants night. Hmm. See, that's the whole thing. Gotcha. Well, tonight was a scheduled release party,
5: which means a lot of folks pantsless. Yeah. celebrating the release. <laughs>
2: they were pantsless tonight. This,
5: this is one that gets you jacked up about the football season to come. You have the great oh, videos boy. by many of the teams, right? Denver Broncos, week to week, they did a whole full house thing. Oh, yeah. song and, and then at the end, you got week 17, and L.A. on a scooter. You have the Rams who have that half-ass impersonator that they're trying to get over here. And
2: it's one cheese ball joke after the next, terrible. Terrible, well, really, you know, listen. Really never, it, during the pandemic, everybody's scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to uh, looking for comedic elements. I mean, not but, us, but, but all but those guys, like all are. the comedians, are sitting around at home. You can't yeah. book somebody. <sighs> well, you know why? Because they can't try jokes out on people and have them laugh. They can't do Perfect. it. It's hard. Look, can't go well, on tour
5: and do the the five minutes at uh, the Chuckle Hut down the street. That
2: is true. Know, look, this is something, and and trust me on this. Rate not just because this is what I do for a living. Doing radio for a living is really hard if you want to try to be funny, if you can entertain and have a personality where you want to make people laugh. It is very hard to do because normally you don't get laughter. And how many comedians, how many, you rely on the laughter. And sometimes what people say is not very funny, but when you're able to throw an F-bomb in the middle of a word, Tiffany Haddish is great at that. If she wasn't able to use the F-word in her stand-up, she would not be very funny, but she uses it awesome. I mean, she uses it like Joe Pantoliano in Midnight Run. I mean, she uses it like (laughs) it it is like Hall of Fame level for Tiffany Haddish stand-up. And she sounds funny, but if you don't get to use it, oh, it's not as funny. Watch The Tonight Show. Watch watch when you see SNL doing skits and you don't hear people laugh. You know, it, when, when that's why TV shows are done. Most comedies are done in front of a live audience or for the longest time they were. Uh, now you get single-camera comedies that are just out of this world funny because they figure out a different way to entertain people uh, and using a different form of comedy. But, you know, when you watch stuff like The Tonight Show and you, you watch Jimmy Fallon, I mean, these guys can't do uh, 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 monologues. Because if they don't get the laughter, they don't know that it's funny, and they don't sell it like they should because people go to these things and go to these events and go see the Tonight show being taped and go watch a, a television show being taped because they want to laugh they go to comedy clubs because they want to laugh and they want to be they want to be entertained so I'm ready to laugh I'm not ready to go boo I came here and I paid money so I could do this or I tune in so I can do that and and that's what happens because you're ready to laugh even if something's not that funny eh, you kind of chuckle at it and that gives the person who is doing the stand-up or doing the monologue whether it's Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert whoever it is it gives them a lot of of confidence but you watch tonight show now how quickly do you see jimmy fallon jump from joke to joke because it's like oh i don't know that that's funny i'm i i do not hear that laughter let me go on to something else I'm going to you can see and, and the hosts are nervous and they're much more nervous when you see them because of that because they don't know if what they're doing is funny you got to have the confidence that everything you are doing is the funniest thing in the world and it might not be but if you're doing something without confidence and i because the audience is smart. They can tell when you're doing something that, boy, you don't really believe in this. And so now you've taken me out of it, and now I don't feel like I'm being entertained. I'm waiting for you to just finish what you're saying, or I'm turning the channel, or I'm turning the dial on the radio. you got to come through. You think everything is great. Everything, you got to have that confidence. It's just like a quarterback, right? You can't go in, you throw a pick, and come out and go, hey, coach, how about a couple of short passes here? i got to get my confidence back. Boy, I really win one for a pick. No, we're going downfield. I'm sorry, we're going to do that for you. You know, you, this is not your opening game as a quarterback in college taking over as a freshman, so we're going to throw the X stop so you can have your first nice little completion. This is the National Bleeping <laughs> Football League. Uh, you know, so th- there is to be said for that, that if you don't have that confidence going forward, if you can't hear the left, you can't hear that, it's hard to do. Look, I, I don't know. I like to think every single thing we say is the funniest thing in the world. But like in all comedy, you know, 20% of what you do is going to be. Incredibly hysterical, right? Sixty percent of it's going to be going to be fun, going to be passable, and twenty percent's going to fall on its face. Okay, okay. What I don't know what twenty percent falls on its face. I like to think I know when the twenty percent really clicks, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but everything everything we do, everything you do on radio has to be that way. Because if it's not that way, it's not going to sound good, and people are going to know it. You're not going to sound authentic. You're going to sound that you are trying to search for a way to do things, and everybody can see it. The audience, you got to give them much more credit that they can see through something like that.
5: Well, and that's just it. We, uh, we know we have the smartest audience in radio. There's no question about it. Coast to coast, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, uh, on our 400 plus affiliates, the iHeartRadio app, you could carry us everywhere, evangelize, and tell your friends. And if this isn't this isn't trying to be funny, it's just being sincere. We know you have a lot of different entertainment options, so we appreciate you being with us and part of our extended family. As I go to work, uh, eviscerating and cutting up on good old Jason Smith over here.
2: Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Again, just something that I want you to, to be aware of when, when you see shows and when, when you're watching them. Uh, AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online, grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next-day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. at AutoZone. Free next-day delivery is available on over $100 thousand parts. Visit AutoZone.com today. That's AutoZone.com to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So with the NFL schedule released today, Uh, We got Jake Glazer coming up in about 15 minutes from now. He's going to stop by, give us his big thoughts on the whole Ben Roethlisberger controversy that he's found himself (laughs) involved in. Uh, Also a big day for Jay, four-year anniversary for him, but he's got some great stuff on Ben Roethlisberger. I can't wait for you to hear it. But with today being the NFL schedule release day, Uh, we've had many different angles we've covered this story on, but now let's get to what the best games on paper look like for the nationally televised games, because that's what everybody is looking at. You look at your team and you figure out what your schedule might be, how many games you might win or lose, and then you look and say, all right, what are the national games? What are the games I'm looking forward to on Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night? And obviously the first thing I looked at was, are we still getting all those interdivisional games on Thursday night? You betcha. Still getting Jags Titans, still yeah, getting we are. interdivisional games. But this year, more than any other, the NFL has understood, all right, we got to put the teams on that everybody wants to see. Who's on the most? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Maximum amount of appearances? Five. Put them on. New Orleans Saints, last year for Drew Brees, exciting. All kinds of offense, put them on TV. LA Rams, they may be on the step down, doesn't matter. Los Angeles, put them on. I mean, you see what the NFL is doing because they know the ratings, they know who's watching in the different markets, and what games are going to really cut through. It's a different from when you could just put anything on television. So, with a lot of good games to choose from, here's what I'm putting up there as my four best games of the year. I know you got a couple out, you got a crazy one. I know that i have got to really disagree with you on. You, you uh, think? Yeah, I, I, can't, cause I can't believe you have it as a big game. But uh, it's here big we go. To me, here are the I, I know. I know. I, I, it, okay, uh, it's big to Teicher too because I know he's going to play his whole thing. So biggest games of the year on national television. First game, obviously the the. Uh, First game of the year, Houston and Kansas City. We talked about that because that's basically a must-win game for Bill O'Brien because being the first game of the year, if they get boat raced – that's not going to be a good start to the season for him. He is going to get absolutely crucified. And team and the team and the fans are going to be ready for his ouster. They have a difficult schedule. Anytime you lose a game on or whatever you do in a nationally televised game on Monday or Thursday, the results get amplified, and that's what's going to happen to Bill O'Brien, who has no goodwill left because he's traded away all the most beloved and talented Houston Texans players. So that game we've talked about a lot. But my first one I'm going to go, Monday Night Football, Week 3, Chiefs and the Ravens, which will no doubtedly be the highest rated NFL game Monday Night Football of the season. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the desire to see Lamar Jackson again after the MVP season he had last year. Patrick Mahomes, the two most exciting quarterbacks in the National Football League. This is going to go, these ratings are going to be bonkers. Number one rated Monday Night Game. I don't see anything passing it.
5: Remember, we'll have also had Lamar Jackson playing those uh, Houston Texans Mm -hmm. already, so they may have put another nail in the coffin of Bill O'Brien's tenure uh, as, well, The I don't even know what title he has. I mean, he's coach, he's chief executive, he's... Well, the grand poobah uh, of the planet, Houston, right now, is the way that works out for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going a, a little deeper down the, the old rabbit hole. How about uh, we, we look at week nine, Saints, Buccaneers, but also we have that for week one. So we've got, yeah. you know, we get to see it twice because if it plays out as scheduled, it's week one, and that's your. Even though it's not in the prime time slot, it's in a, you know, power position to grab all sorts of eyeballs as the two 40-year-olds get after it. Uh, Breeze's last run, presumably, and for Brady, well, who knows? Father Time's uh, standing off on the side, and they're in Florida, so that guy dressed as the Grim Reaper. Oh, sure. He'll be there. Isn't too far away. <laughs> so week nine, it would be in Tampa. Uh, we'd hope all the beaches are open and he can go back to lawyering full time, but...
2: Look, I got yeah. that game on there too. And look, the Ravens have a lot of uh primetime appearances too. The interest level in Lamar Jackson. No, no, I got that game up there as a bit That's absolutely huge. That's the number 2 game on yeah. my list is New Orleans Tampa Bay because No, look, it's, it's a good Brady, one. I, it's I like, Breeze. Yeah, of course.
5: Yeah, I think the other is just week 1 from a all right let's set the table we've had all the contract stuff with dak now andy dalton's in town now he's just a backup but he's there as a nice insurance card uh in this whole thing but we got dak and the cowboys at the new sofi stadium with jared goff and the rams trying to recover from look what would have gotten them the seven seed because that's the other part of this whole equation right you're battling to be top seven uh but certainly a disappointment and with salary cap hell. Uh, a lot of restrictions as to what they're able to do on that roster. So the whittling down of Sean McVay, super genius, could begin with a bad
2: (laughs) showing at home. See, I have Dallas on, but I have different games for them being the biggest primetime games, because I have two more Dallas games on my list of top four, right? I got KC Baltimore, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, we both have. I have TNF Week 13, the Cowboys and the Ravens. I mean, this is Cowboys... Uh, Of course, everybody's going to watch this is Lamar Jackson, Uh, probably the highest rated Thursday night game outside of the opening game, which right now is scheduled to be Houston and Kansas City. And then I got San Francisco, Dallas week 15 on Sunday night, even though this is really far into the season. And we'd like to think the Niners are going to be good and they're still probably going to be pretty good. That rivalry, that Niners-Dallas, is just still so special because it's such, it's it's ingrained in everybody's memory. Even if you're young coming up on football, you still know that the biggest rivalry you you've seen and heard about has been the Cowboys and the 49ers. It's like when you and I grew up in the '80s, it was oh man. You know, look back at the you know Colts, Giants, and, and Steelers, Cowboys of the '70s, and all these other big games. No, no, no. Now it's 49 ers Niners-Dallas because the games of the '90s where these two were the two teams of the '90s are still so fresh in everybody's mind. The people who played in those games are still everywhere broadcasting, Steve Young, Michael Irvin. Uh, No matter what, I think San Francisco-Dallas on Sunday night is going to be that fourth of the four biggest games on primetime this season.
5: Well, and growing up though, those were always the national games, right? You had Dallas and San Francisco all the time. Mm-hmm. So it you was always Super Bowl whatever and a half. And, and well, but, but even say, in the regular Super Bowl season
6: 26 and a half.
5: Yeah. But but even the regular season it was, here's our regular game and then we're going to force feed you. I mean, cuz they worked. I mean, it was Dallas and San Francisco every week. It's like, "Damn it, give me some other team." I know there's other teams playing. <laughs> You tell me about them at halftime. Jimmy, the Greeks picking them before the games. I know they're out there. But uh I, I think I, I look at the the schedule and Dallas certainly is gonna be in our brains a lot. A lot riding on this season. Uh week nine, Green Bay at San Francisco.
2: Mm. Right? Well, when because we that could the Packers, be the first start that could be the first start of Jordan Love, you never know. You're calling for it there. Week <laughs> nine
5: How about that? And then Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because of the questions of, you know, what is he at this point? And to some degree fair, the other is the guy hasn't exactly played a ton of football, uh, backing up Brady and then the injury that precluded him from participating in our 2018 campaign. So that, all the drama, you know, where Rodgers could have been as the number one overall pick. Think of all the vignettes already.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, sure.
5: Thursday I mean, it's, night it's,
2: football. Look, that's another great one. Look, that that's a great one. And and Aaron Rodgers is going to be so much attention on him uh, this year with his last year as a Packers starter. He may show up with a list of teams, and as the season goes on, he may do a pregame interview saying, here's another team I'm going to be interested in uh, at the end of this year. So call me Browns. You know, I mean, that, that could be where we're at at this point with Aaron Rodgers.
5: Well, that's it. And, I mean, that's my last game. Tight shirt, light it up. <laughs> Cleveland! Oh, at oh, Cleveland, week two. You're, this. Yes, you're in sir, Joe believe.
2: Burrow, Baker on, Mayfield. Man. Let's Just get it. A, dude, if it was going to be that big, they'd, they'd put Joe Burrow on later on in the season. They know Cincinnati's still going to stink this year. You're really going to Give me Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield as one of the biggest. Are you insane? That's Battle why it's for week Ohio. two. Oh, Maybe this okay. could be like the
5: 2007 Derrick Anderson game yes, where we just yes. got points
2: everywhere. Yes, that famous game. Yes, that nobody knows what you're talking about outside of Ohio. Yes, yeah, that very famous game. It'll <laughs> do up, great man. in Ohio. It was, it was a
5: shootout. They scored a combined
2: 100-plus points, and Derrick Anderson and Braylon Edwards were fantasy mm-hmm. heroes. I wouldn't be surprised that by the time it got to week two, the NFL is going to say, you know we're going to add a different Monday night game, but we're going to still play this game, but it's going to be Ohio only gets Cincinnati and Cleveland. And we're going to give you a
5: doubleheader just like week one. Everybody <laughs> else gets Cowboys-Steelers, but you're going to get in Ohio,
2: you get Bengals and Browns. <laughs> Eight, Flexing seven, out six. in week two, I love it. <laughs> hey, you think that flex out week two isn't going to happen? Of course it's going well, to happen. It will eventually. <laughs>
0: Sumo Play.